Welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your humble game master, Tom, and this is Adventure 38. Thank you so much for joining us here on our crazy adventures. We are coming to you live at twitch.tv slash Inglorious Bards every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can also catch us on every podcast platform known to mankind, as well as our YouTube channel. Check us out at ingloriousbards.com to find all the links, including our Discord channel where you, you can join the community and find us on our patron page. Speaking of patrons, a quick shout out to Elune Hasbun, one of our champion patrons uh, who's been supporting us for quite a while. Thank you so much. And don't forget, uh, those of you who are at the champion level, we have a special channel set aside on our Discord server where you can submit NPC ideas and quest ideas you might like to see uh, in the show. And if approved, you could see some of your crazy content in there for sure. Without further ado, let's get started with a recap of what happened during our last epic adventure from Jeremy. We were in the middle of an ice-covered fortress. <clears throat> there was snow all around us. We just fought our first battle with Dragonkin some white uh, dragon uh, creatures and uh, worked our way through them and, and fought our way up the, the hallway and, and into the stairway, uh, following the blue steps that we were led to by the blue spirit to try to find the classroom. We did. We eventually found the classroom and with a, a couple of sneaky lightning bolts that hit us in the head, we eventually find our way to unlock the illusion door and get into the secret chambers of a major where he kept his most prized possessions. At first we found a lot of trinkets and things that didn't seem to be very special until again, we found another sneaky uh, unlocking spot that always required two people to do it and found the real treasure. There was so many items, you guys, we picked up like over <clears throat> 18 things spread them among each other we, we we got ourselves all bulked up and ready to go and uh xander wanted to continue to go up to blue steps because <clears throat> the spirit told him there might be something special for him as a, as a sorcerer we worked our way up to the blue steps and found a large uh room large chamber with a couple of dragonkin in there when we surprise attacked them with the fireball we found out they were not alone it was not just a couple of dragonkin it was a bunch of them and they had with them a huge ice worm like a really big uh kind of a worm dragon that attacked us and blasted us with cold freezing blood and freeze rays and it took a lot uh in fact it took a, a handful from everybody including some pretty amazing moves from xanner who turned himself into a dragon to scare them off and fight back. But even as a dragon, he couldn't wa walk away with any of the big kills because everyone else was doing their own damage. Uh, Beersy included, taking a lot of things out. We defeated them all, scared a lot of them away. And once we did, we made our way out of that large chamber onto what looked like the top of the fortress. There, there was another kind of a hunker down area that had a drawbridge to it with uh, the same kind of inscriptions that Xanner has seen before on one of the teleportation uh, uh, statues or obelisks. They were able to, to lower the portcullis and kind of like let the just lift the uh, the iron door that was inside there. And they found one. They found one of the obelisks. And so Xanner worked with everybody to uh, grab our nexus wands and really concentrate on finding that spell and making sure that this teleportation spot worked from the nexus point or wherever they, they thought it would go to. 
Well, not everyone helped out. Brenro stayed behind to keep watch over everybody. And boy, are we lucky that he did. Because as we were starting the enchantments, a gigantic dragon showed up and almost crushed the tower by landing on it. It identified itself as Charice the Devourer. It knew who we were, and it was about to just destroy us all. Brenros went toe-to-toe with Charice. And when Charice nicked him for nearly half of his damage, he did the one thing he could do. Brenros smashed the chain, bringing the, the door down, cutting us off from him. And it was he and the dragon while the rest of us worked on the spell. And Sir Brenros gave his life for the rest of us so that we could escape. That's where we ended. That's where we are. And from here, we've got to let the adventure begin. The old knight holds up his shield with the last of his strength before another icy blast drops him to his knees. The massive talons of the ancient white dragon swat his shield aside and send it toppling 200 feet to the icy sea below. The knight defiantly stabs with his sword and just barely pierces the thick hide of the dragon, but his weapon is batted away and spun over the side of the bridge. Rending claws tear through metal armor and bone. The old knight collapses on the cold bridge, looking up past the dragon's jaws at the gray clouds above. He looks one last time at the cold snow drifting down and whispers something into the wind. The dragon, Char Ice, finishes the knight and sends his corpse over the edge. The beast throws herself against the massive metal door. There is a tremendous bang as the metal dents inwards. Claws tear into the door and pull it apart ferociously. Char Ice forces her head into the opening, spreads her jaws, and blasts the inner chamber with a wave of cold and ice. The room is coated in opaque ice with just a bit of a stone obelisk sticking out but no heroes to be found. The dragon roars in frustration. Her prey has disappeared. She pulls her head out, flaps her enormous wings, and flies away with much more important matters to attend. But the dragon was wrong. The heroes did not escape the fortress. Holding hands to empower the Nexus runes, hearing the battle raging beyond the door between knight and dragon, the heroes frantically spoke their incantations to escape, but it was not in time. The metal door caved in with a huge dent, then claws tore into the metal door. Frantic glances exchanged between heroes as the incantations intensified. The last of the runes on the obelisk was still not lit with magical power. Metal was rended. A furious dragon thrust her mouth into the opening of the door and she blasted the room with deadly cold. 
the ice struck not only the heroes, but the Nexus obelisk as well. Reacting poorly to the Nexus, the ice blasted back all around the obelisk. It encased the entire chamber floor in 10 feet of opaque ice. The cries of the heroes were washed out by the blast of the dragon. The half-elf, Yasoki, catfolk, halfling, and gnome were swallowed up and trapped in solid ice, encased in this chamber in a fortress over the sea. The dragon looked and saw no trace of the heroes. She roared and flew away. The heroes were frozen in both ice and time. They were trapped and unable to act, move, or even be aware of what had happened to them. Time went by and several Colium guards entered the chamber, poked at the new ice on the floor and walked away completely unaware of who lied buried beneath. Hours ticked by. Snow fell through the destroyed metal door and drifted gently onto the floor of ice. Darkness fell upon the fortress at sea. Across the span, the Colium Dragonkin continued their work, their plan now moving onwards with no one to stand in their way. As the cloudy light rose the next morning, no one knew or even cared about the souls trapped in the ice. The darkness of night came again, more flying Colium dragonkin arrived at the fortress, passing over the Nexus chamber. Another day passed, and then another. By the fourth day, the snow was heavy. By the sixth day, the great white dragon took flight and disappeared into the clouds. <clears throat> By the eleventh day, the temperature dropped around the fortress. By day 13, the ice flows in the sea became an almost solid layer of ice under the fortress. By day 15, a snowpack had almost reached the top of the damaged floor to the Nexus chamber. And still the days came and went, with only silence and snow to mark the passage of time. By day 22, no Colium guard could be seen or heard near the Nexus chamber. The only sign something had happened here was a set of runes on a small stone obelisk. Each of them lit up, save the last rune. By day 60, all hope for the return of the defenders of the realm had faded in their allies and friends across Varenne. Snow had completely covered the damaged opening in the great metal door the white dragon had torn open two months earlier leaving a darkened nexus chamber covered in thick ice. And still, the snow fell and time went on. And now, four months later, day 133, a tiny section of the packed snow high over the damaged metal door falls away. A bit of cloud-covered light spills into the chamber. More packed snow falls and tumbles down the snowbank on the inside of the door. A gloved hand appears and pulls more snow from the opening, making it wider and letting in more light. An arm shoves more snow out of the way. The head of a figure appears at the top of the opening, cold air blowing out his warm mask. A torch is tossed into the room. It clatters against the ice of the floor, spinning slightly. Its flame reflects off the ice underneath it like the facets of a massive crystal. The figure squeezes through the opening above the door and slides down the snowbank inside the chamber. Picking up the torch, the figure shivers and walks over towards slightly darkened shapes beneath the ice. 
Stopping at one dark shape closest to the stone obelisk, the figure lays on the ground, places a hand on the ice, and a warm red light appears. The ice under the hand deforms and melts away from the heat. Little by little, the melting ice reveals a gnome trapped beneath. Frozen in place, eyes shut, the gnome's pale head, shoulders, and one arm are all that are free. The figure places a hand on the little gnome's frozen face and another red glow appears. Warmth and life return to the frozen gnome. Shivering uncontrollably and still stuck in solid ice, Xanar blinks, unaware of what has happened over the last four months, nor what is going on now. His eyes dart around in a panic. It's all right. It's all right. It's me. Xanar looks up and recognizes the eyes of the sorceress, Kalyan Vero. We don't have much time. The last rune, the rune on the obelisk. Do you know it? Xanar tries to speak, but cannot find the words in his throat. He shakes his head no. Kalyan Vero looks anxiously around. And then a key is shakily moved in front of her eyes. A key unlike any other in the world. The sorceress looks stunned. The key to the Nexus? You have it? Well, you are full of surprises, aren't you? She grabs hold of Xanar's shaking hand. Do I have permission to go to the Nexus and take you all with me? Xanar shakes his head yes. Kellyanne Vero moves her hand, moves his hand with the key towards the obelisk. Close your eyes. This may feel a little weird. She gently moves the Nexus key in Xanar's hand until it touches the final rune. The obelisk flashes brightly, instantly melts the ice it created months ago, and encompasses the heroes in white light. From a distant hallway, a Colium guard curiously makes his way up to the chamber. He looks around to see what made that strange blasting sound, but sees only an opening in the snow covering the damaged door and a water-covered stone floor. With a snap, Kalyan Varel arrives in the safe confines of the Conservatory of the Nexus. Around her, five heroes and a black wolf lie on the ground, shivering and wet. Outside the windows of the Nexus, gray waves endlessly crash against the cliff below. After some time, the heroes and wolf are wrapped in blankets, fed, have warm drinks in hand, and gather their strength around the burning fireplace. It is only then, after they have had time to recover, that they finally talk about what has happened. <laughs> what has happened? I, I don't remember much. I remember where's, that. Where, where's Brenros? And how did you come to find us? Uh, uh, where is the yurt? I, I don't know where the yurt is. You gave the yurt away. Yes, more importantly than the yurt. As Balik said, where is Brenros? He went to go face the dragon. And you, you, who are you? Why are you here? Giselle, I'm sorry. I, my name is Kalyan Vero. I know some of you, she says, nodding to Xanar and Sildren, but I'm afraid I don't know the rest of you. I'm, I'm Balik. I am Master Yaru. 
where's the yurt? <laughs> this is Piercy, the rude one. A pleasure, I'm sure. Piercy the rude. <laughs> where? How? How did I'm? I'm confused. I don't remember a lot, but. I remember, well, we were all working together to finish the Nexus portal and get the key to work. And then Brenrose slammed the door down on the other side because of something else he was stopping from us. And and when it came through, you guys remember it was a gigantic dragon, but it blasted us with ice and we got stuck to the wall. And there was a dragon? Remember. It was the biggest thing I've ever seen. I heard a loud Did noise. Did you see? And I'm sorry, Balik. Oh, I don't. I'm just trying to. My memory is a little foggy. But... Yes, I I heard a loud noise and saw a large shadow, and then Brendos closed the door, and I heard chaos amongst our own chaos. You Seems saw a sir. dragon in. That, that's probably not good for our friend. And we are now... So I was facing the door and I saw some of what happened. I fear Sir Brenrose has given his life to try to save ours. How, how did you find us? I am a diviner of Azamir. Oh, a quite skilled one, if I do say so myself. And yes, I will have some of your hot cocoa. She takes Xanad <laughs> and sits back. I uh, uh, was able to see you in a way. I have visions from time to time of things that will come to pass or may not come to pass, which reminds me, I do have a question for you, but I had seen you in ice. I had very slowly took me many nights to try to piece together where you might be. And it was some effort to get here, uh, get to where you were at and be it go unnoticed. And it's been some time. Uh, it has been several months since you were trying to escape that fortress. You were trapped in the ice for months. Uh, months? fought this dragon months ago? That's, that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense. How, we wouldn't be alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of what Santa said. It's it, the nexus, the magic that you dealt with, with char ice and that obelisk. I wish I had a more clear answer. I am far more impressed by how in the world, no offense, you, little gnome, have the key to the nexus. This is most impressive. I have underestimated you many, many times, it seems, and... And here it is. I have read about this place. I've been told about this place. I've dreamt as a, as a student of me finding the key to the Nexus or being bequeathed the key and claiming for my own to the jealousy of all other wizards. And here you have it. That's very impressive. And, and I do have two questions. She's like completely ignoring all your just stunned concerns. I do have two questions. One, where is the Nexus connected to? We came through a non-normal route. I've always wanted to know. And my guess, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, the city of Cambrin. That would be really special, but no, you uh, are wrong. Uh, uh, if I saw interested in the next use, finding us. How be- could you not be? This is the Nexus. This is every wizard's home away from home. So you you found us buried in that fortress? Hang on, I'm talking. We're in Mirskan. Alexandretta, of course, of course. No, sorry, he's. Uh... <laughs> yes. Oh, I had no idea, Mirskan. That makes. Oh, I don't. Don't. I don't. Are you sure? Pretty Mir sure. Skan? There was there was a temple where all of the the different elements we had to face different challenges for each element to get through, and I am an elemental wizard, which is why I was able to get access to the oh. Nexus key. Well, my second question: Where is the goblin? He's one I kind of implied you might want to keep an eye on when we last spoke. It's a long time ago, but I'm sad to say he. He died uh, defending the great king, Vale. I see. Well, not all of my visions come true. Tell me this, Kalyan Vero. Where is the body of Sir Brendros? I have no idea. I shall go meditate upon this. And Yara's gonna kind of somber off and go into his lotus position for a while and meditate. And as much as we are indebted to you, Callie and Vero, you would not have sought us without good reason. Reason of frustration. Azamir is most powerful land in all of Varen, but we are just locked in infighting and bickering over rules and committees of mages and theurgists and conjurers, and it just doesn't end. And we have another danger we are focused on to keep at bay, and everything happening up north, while we're very much aware of, is not being addressed at all by Azamir, and it's quite infuriating. They would be quite upset to find me here instead of in my office now. So I am here. Here. This is the Nexus, Piercy. This is what we were just talking about. You were in the Nexus. I only been in it the one time. Me Me too. Welcome to the Nexus. Well, I knew what it was, but yes. yes, of course. So to answer your question, the dragon, the dragon queen Char Ice has come out of Jarvain and she is on the offensive. There is a lot of chaos happening uh, up north here. Up north would be anywhere north of us in Azamir, but there's a lot of trouble that's been going on in the last few months. I know a fraction, I'm sure, of what is truly happening. I'd recommend you talk with the locals to see what the real situation is. So I do not seek you out for any other purpose than to at least put something in motion up against 
this cold nightmare coming from the north while we focus on our efforts down south. What can we do against such a creature as Charis? That's a good question. Do you have connections? Do you know people? Did four months ago. <laughs> I imagine the world's a little different now. King well, Faon, as if he is still in power, is well known to us now, as we have helped him return to his throne. I think there are other allies that you have that you may be overlooking. And I have seen glimpses of them. My glimpses are of a cold and hazy future, but I have sensed a friend here in Mirskan of yours, uh, a dwarf. A dwarf, uh, he will proclaim there is but one path to take. His path is a dangerous one, but the only one worth taking in my vision. And his words and strength would be of use to you in this dark time. And there is another. Uh, someone you know very well or barely at all, I am not sure. An old crone on an island. Someone who revealed secrets of an enemy to you. Secrets that helped defeat an enemy of yours. I had a vision of you returning to this old hag as she holds a powerful secret about our new enemy here. There was a blood gypsy that gave us clues to how to defeat Captain Jagged. Is the dwarf that the handsome fella? I... The town guard? Not, he doesn't look that good. I mean, let's be clear. He's fine, but but he's he's, I mean, he's, he's kind of gruff. Rugged and gruff, I would certainly would describe. Handsome, I don't know if I would use that phrase. It's got to be Iggy. Because he's, I mean, he's pretty much gross. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. sure. There was sure. also that ranger you used to band with. He may have sent messages to this kingdom. I don't remember him. <laughs> Many people don't. <laughs> he never comes up. Idra Gill or something. <laughs> so long ago. Here, let me spell it wrong for you. <laughs> well, Cal okay. Calian, th thank you for rescuing us. I feel like this isn't the first time you've done that with this group. I hope it's the last. I, I, I do not like trouncing through the cold snow, trying to not be slain by a dragon, but I have also learned not to ignore my visions. I get more right than I do wrong. Were, 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 were there any of the dragon folk at that fortress when you were there? There were. Okay. 
Did you kill a couple? I <laughs> evaded them at all costs. Uh, they're fun to kill. And yet you draw a great deal of attention and possibly freeze yourself into eternity if you do that. Well, I was talking about the little ones. I don't, you know. But thank you again. Of course. I'm so grateful to see you again. It's been a big change since the last time we talked, but it's always nice to have your help. You have been a big change. I remember blasting you against a tree oh so long ago. (laughs) You're getting better and better. We we learned a lesson then, did we not, Sorcerer? I learned honesty is a very important policy. Very good, very good. (laughs) Never never forgot that one. Still twitches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have uh, proven yourselves, uh, proven yourself quite capable. You have the Nexus in your hands. You are the second only owner of the Nexus uh, in all of time. Uh, that is a great accomplishment. You have at least attempted to take on a dragon. That is an accomplishment of sorts, although the dragon is a great one. Uh, you, you, are, you are powerful. You are powerful. And I suppose my question would be, what is your name, Gnome? <laughs> my real name, which we've never spoken, no. is Xanner. I'm the defender of Edlin home and the defender of the realm. I am a champion of King Phaon. I I am the keeper of the Nexus. Are we married to that name? (laughs) (laughs) Do you change those? That's my name. That's just, I'm Xander. You you know, in in some Azimir customs, when wizards attain a certain level of power, sometimes they they can change their name. Something to think about. Just to think there's the little thought in your head. What could I be? What would I, don't I look like a Xander? What, what else would I have? I mean, if I put like a beard on, I could maybe, maybe look a little bit more distinguished if I could like, it's it's weird though. Every time a gnome grows a beard, it's white. Have you noticed that? All of us, well, it's every, it doesn't matter how old we are. But I could, I could do that. I mean, maybe I could change my name. I could be something different. I could, I could be, I could change. I have a new name, I have a new name for you, Xander. What, you what, would you, what would you call me? Renob. Renob yeah. the Powerful. Yeah. All right. All right. Renob the Nexus. I don't, I don't know if that one's really got it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Thank you again for saving us. We, we have so much. Are to... you escorting me out the door? No, uh, no, no, am I getting no, no. social cues? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see you at level fifteen. The music comes on. <laughs> Would you like to come with us? I think we might have business with the king. I have no interest in meeting your king. I absolutely do not. I should certainly be going on my way. Uh, you seem to be in good hands. You have a capable healer in this druid, I would imagine. So I think I, I'm leaving you in capable hands and you will certainly recover. Uh, I would say 
perhaps all oh, this could this could be a poor choice. She motions for Sildren to come with her to a corner away from the rest of the group. Uh, Sildren had already like stood up when she was like right. basically saying she was going to go. So yeah. She reaches into a small bag deeply, uh, quite like uh, some other characters have done in our campaign, and fumbles around and finally pulls out a, th- a narrow book uh, that's a little thick, but narrow, oddly shaped, and says, uh, looking at the wall here in the Nexus, this has been with me for quite some time and I was keeping it for a rainy day for some other affairs, and I would like it back one day, but I think this might be of use to you. Uh, It is not to be used lightly and never to fall into the wrong hands, which I assume it would not being here in the Nexus. And she hands the book over to you, Sildren. Uh, Sildren, you know, takes it gratefully and uh, looks at the cover. It says Azamir on the cover. This will get us to Azamir, I assume. She nods. She's basically He's... giving you her number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get page 35. <laughs> Maybe I'll call you in a couple weeks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Then I bid you all farewell and good luck, and I hope not to uh, see any of you in my visions for quite some time. And I hope I do not have to call upon you, for then that means our danger to the south is in far greater shape, far worse shape than what the nightmare is up here. And she looks around for a door and finds one. We are indebted to you. But which door Farewell. does she take? Yeah, she's oh, watch your step. <laughs> <laughs> she opens up the door to the outside where the cold snow blows in and she steps out uh, and closes the door behind her. The rest of you are left inside this alternate safe reality known as the Nexus. Xander wants to turn around real quick and look out the window in the reading area to see what the weather is like outside of the Nexus. The weather is uh, cloudy-ish, but there's no snow at all. The sea is dark. Um, It's that dark, cold, like Atlantic, dark blue, dark, almost blackish sea with some white foaming things. And you've got this huge drop underneath you of the sheer cliffs with your, uh, the structure of the Nexus crafted on top with giant waves just crashing up against the cliffs. Looks about the same. But you guys saw that snow in Mirskan? Yeah, we saw it. It's uh, it's a winter time, yeah. We've been napping for four months. Yeah, so when did we get to that area? Like, basically, our time that we remember plus four months as well. It was it was September around yeah. September when you okay. began your. Uh, but it was like a fortress. freak snowstorm, so that's kind of why 
if anyone was confused why it's still winter. We were inside of a weird snow vortex. Right. Or um, Charest's power, whatever works for Tom. Um, <clears throat> Yaro just says, <clears throat> well, she mentioned we could ask around locally, but we also do have access to an entire continent with these books, if I remember correctly. We could simply go to Javain. Ah! Uh, I don't know if we have a book to there. Xander goes to review the books. Uh, you hey, look at the books. Yes. Xander, before, I, I've seen you do this before. Don't before, do it on the podium. Bef before you go running <laughs> off. Yeah! Let's, let's all make decisions together. But also, you're the key holder for the Nexus, correct? Yes, I am. And uh, Yaru and uh, myself have been part of our your group for a while. Do you think we've earned the right to get a key? Will you? I feel like I need to make you take an oath <laughs> for something. But yes, I absolutely. If you wouldn't mind making this your home and staying here, then I'd be happy to give you some areas to do that. Yes, please. I, would, I think I asked you this last time and you went and <laughs> ran off. I was a little uncomfortable last time, but, but I, I apologize for that. That's all right. I didn't know if we were ever going to see this place again. Come back over with me to the key room. Yaro goes. Yeah. So so there's please. a disco ball, some Barry White playing, <laughs> a bed comes out of the wall. Special the key, key room. room. <laughs> um, so Xanner places, if I recall how, it, how this happened last time, he places his key inside the table the, the, for the Nexus key and, and then uh, speaks the name of the person who would get the next key and then the next one pops up. Is that right? Yes. So uh, he'll he'll do that first uh, for Palik. And uh, what is your full name? Uh, just He's going to stalk you on Facebook. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the us.whitepages.gov. That's all I'm looking at. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, for the Palik and then uh, gives Palik the key. And Master Yaru, is that everything? Uh, Yaru Pitka uh, at, uh, no, <laughs> yes, Master Yaru. Master Yaru Pitka of the Three Winds. And uh, Three Winds Merchandising.com. <laughs> LLC <laughs> Incorporated. It's the goop of Varen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so Xander makes two keys and gives one to each of them. Thanks, buddy. Pierce, you have a key, right? I have a key, yes. Uh, thank you. Hey. Did you have God. to say an oath? Yeah. Piercy? A note? Yeah, I said a note. Yeah, sure. We were really involved <laughs> with the king at that point. It was like super heavy. <laughs> I don't I don't really remember if I said a note or not. You, oh, you, you oathed a couple of things. <laughs> you you know, oath to the king, you oath to the defenders, you, you were oathing all over the place. Yeah, okay, oaths aren't really my thing, you know? I don't really have a... Well, I think I'm prop... Um, hmm. 
I'm properly thought out. Should we should we go talk to that handsome dwarf? Igno Igno the handsome, I think. Yes. What is? It I've since she left. I have also thought. Is there not a place for uh, the Knights of Brenros's table? We may go talk to them as well. Well, I mean. Yes, yes, uh, the order. Nobody saw him fall, right? Callie and Varen didn't see a body. I mean, we didn't see him fall, but we did the uh, title to last episode at that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, we have to go back to that fortress, right? I mean, if we want to tell his... I guess, yeah, maybe she said she was queen. She said she was watching us from a different plane, and when I asked her where he was, she did not know. Exactly. For me, this is enough that he is not on this plane. Okay. I mean, I'm not giving up hope that we'll see him someday. Not until there's a body. Um, actually, Tom, is there a way that we, I know that the Nexus key, uh, evaporates or goes away from the different owners as they no longer need them? Or, or if, if they can't keep them anymore, like if they die, right? That was one of the things that was in the rules of the Nexus key. Is there any way that we can trace or identify if Brenro still has a key? God, we're getting freaking CSI on here. Enhance! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to like get it so we can mourn him a little bit. But we have a I need the body <laughs> Game of Thrones watcher. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, I'm looking at uh, Antoria's note, uh, but I don't see it in there. Um, so let's say there's two things that can happen with the key one it can be destroyed the the copies can be destroyed not the original the copies can be destroyed uh and but you can't detect if the owner's dead and then xanner has control of the master key and can willfully at any time just speak to his key to remove uh, Mm -hmm. a, a copy of the key so you can uh, you can go to the key room right now to check if it's uh, been damaged. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do that since I, right. that's right where I was. Uh, you check the key room. You put your key up to this pedestal and, and insert it into this uh, slot there, and you focus, and you can sense in your mind uh, several different keys in existence, and you know whom the names are that belong to them. Oh, you great. do we not Xander Cerebro. All the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do not sense a key out there for Sir Brenros, which means it has been destroyed. Okay, that's. That's enough for Xander. Um, you guys, bad news. Sir Brenros doesn't have a key anymore, which means it's been destroyed. And it can be destroyed by me, but I didn't do it. The only other way that it could be possibly destroyed is if he died. I'm afraid that he's gone. That's very sad. 
What do you mean, yawn? I mean he's dead. We're not going to see him again. And we must tell his order. And probably the king. Of course. And uh, the queen of Calivier. Well, they would tell him. They yeah, tell, we would they have would, to go. Yeah, work. they would tell her, I think. It's kind of he looks time. at the map. Oh, Are you so done far. telling don't two tell people? <laughs> we'll send a happy gram. <laughs> send a bird. I mean, my condolence letter is going to be just fine. <laughs> we'll set an edible arrangement so everyone knows that those are best. So sorry for your loss. <laughs> Oh, we're so insensitive. Sir Bradros, why? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Back then, all they had were apples. Who wants an edible arrangement? Not apples. <laughs> really? <laughs> and those were not sweet, big apples either. It's, it's those apples were tart, and carrots. And... <laughs> They're going to be half rotten by the time it arrives via donkey. No, no, no. You can freeze the steaks and send them there overnight. <laughs> You guys are bad people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what should we do first? I, ha I also have an errand that I would like to do in the city since we are here. What are you talking about? What kind of errand would you have? I got some treasure to find. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, let's... Okay. <laughs> of a treasure. Uh, Don't... I got a I got a note here. It's a treasure. It's like a little treasure note. Uh, like a map. Not, not ju it's just a um, note, but it tells us where to find it. The Didn't X marks the spot, yeah. I remember here. Kind of, that. yeah. Well, I thought this was just forgotten to the wind. No, I remember no. this. I have it in my notes. No, I don't no, know where no. it is too. It, I can read it to you. It says to hide the yep. treasure in case I die. Uh -huh. It is a chest of coins. Mm -hmm. from a dead baron, a liar, and a thief. Lots and lots of coins. There are hidden in the great city of Navarre, high up. There are three large pools in the city. Find the elven archer and follow where her arrow lands. Yeah, coins. Want to use it to, to give a Bran Rosa a nice ceremony. Um, yep. <laughs> Those are my thoughts exactly. Okay, it's like, then. damn it, Bryn Rose and his tithing strikes again. Uh, then I have tithing from find, the afterlife. I'll help you find the treacher. But we do have more important things to do before that. But before we leave, I'm going to do this. That's a more personal thing I need to do, Piercy. Thank you. It's, it's a journey I need to go on. Piercy, you can come with me. I'm sure the king would love to see you. Oh, uh, we should all go see the king, right? Judge. I would think so, yes. I'm sure he'd be happy to see all of us. Oh, almost all of us. Should we go see that dwarf first? Let's think go I will the... go with you to the dwarf. What? Yeah, shall we all go? To we should all do like all go. stay as a group. We're, we're we're down a member already. We don't need to go about splitting <laughs> this party up again. My thought was because the dwarf Iggy is a part of the king's guard. He's the in charge of the king's guard. That if we go and see the king, 
He could point us to where Iggy is. City watch. City guard, technically. Yeah! <laughs> what Piercy should be saying that. Piercy knows <laughs> all about the king's personal guard. There's a difference. Okay, well then, let's let's go see Fion. Let us go see the king. Okay. Uh, so Xander will open up the door for the Nexus to find our hopefully still actually invisible steps and not just snow-covered steps in the, in the sky. <laughs> hey, where do those go? All right, so you open up the door to the Nexus. You open it up and cold wind uh, gently blows in snow that immediately just drifts into the warm Nexus. You can see outside the Nexus is again, a place outside of time and space. Well, outside of space, uh, that's somewhere else. It's entry exit point is like three and a half stories up over a flop house type apartment thing uh, that your door opens up onto a roof section that is treacherous on a normal day, uh, let alone now you can see it's snow covered. The city of Mirskan, which you have never seen covered in snow before is completely um, blanketed in white. Snow is falling. You can see underneath you, there are several wagons and people with coats over them, uh, slowly making their way through the snow. And they've got the streets mostly clear of it. And life is going on here in Mirskan, but it is uh, it is a little more subdued and definitely cold. Is this, does it normally snow in Mirskan in January? It's, it can indeed. Okay. But does it snow in August? But it's January. Is it? <laughs> I don't know anymore. Assume. <laughs> that because it's January in Oregon. Sildren, I guess, now questions that and takes stock and like knowing what he knows about nature, looks around and, and tries to figure out what time of year it's actually supposed to be. Make a nature roll. Yay, first roll of the night. Oh, shoot. I just closed my foundry. Crap. No more rolls. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I have to get logged in again. By the way, the VTT is not showing up. Uh, it should once a roll is made. It's a live feed of the black screen where the dice will fill in from the bottom. We'll get back to that in just a second. Um, oh my goodness. I can make a nature roll. I, I'm nature-y. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get logged in here. So what else would you guys like to do and or say? <laughs> hey, I mean, man, it's really cold. Children, you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> We're standing out here freezing our asses. Yeah, I'm not going to roll a two after I'm, all of this. I'm practically Oops. naked, man. Let's go. We're <laughs> heading towards the castle to see the king. All right, Here's you guys. Proudly in the lead. Yes. Uh, you still have the tabard of the king, yes? You. Yeah. yeah. It's in my closet. You want me to grab it? You're always welcome to. <laughs> 
Uh, you guys uh, walk out of the Nexus onto the roof, carefully make your way across slippery metal plates uh, uh, bolted into the roof, make your way over to the Widow's Walk and into the third story, make your way down. You walk past the owner uh, who's just by the front door, just looking at you curiously as you stroll on by. And then you head outside and make your way through the snow. And yes, Master Yaru is the most uncomfortable by far, uh, except as you get this new silver-lined robe wrapped around you, the parts under the robe are a little more warm and cozy than the ones outside. <clears throat> and Sildren tries to figure out what time of year it is. Make a nature roll. Jesus. 41. You have no idea. <laughs> you! <laughs> Well, the 41, you believe it is February and the snow that you had asked about is possible here in Mirskan, but uh, not very common at this much intensity. This is much more of a northern latitude of Varen than here in the, uh, and then in here in Navarre. Trying to imagine what the desk clerk thinks when he sees five people walking down that he's not seen walk in to the the inn watch us out in like five six months yeah he's and he leans over and sees a black rent. wolf <laughs> yeah yeah it's like wait these guys owe me a lot of money <laughs> uh you guys are out in the snow in the city of mirskan a, you walk through the city. Again, it's kind of quiet. You can hear the a distant bell from the uh, uh, Church of Soline ringing. You approach the more civic part of town and can see off in the distance the Castle of the Storm. And you approach the castle where there are several guards posted and they stop you with hands on sh uh, uh, sheathed swords, but they kind of stop you and hold out a hand. And one guard says, uh, hold there, what's your business? Uh, we on our way to see the king, Theon. Good day. Uh, hold there, little friend. And, and what is this business? Well, I have no notice of any guests outside the delegation coming today. Oh, uh, my name is uh, Percy Von Skeeton Lever. I am a personal attendant of uh, the great King Feon. And we are the defenders of the realm, uh, champions yes. of King Feon and, and helpers of getting him to back to his seat. Yes. Uh, I'm afraid that the other guard says, no, 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 they're telling the truth. These are the defenders. I've seen them. And the first guard just raises his eyebrow. His buddy pushes him back away to make room for you guys to come through and says, come right on through. Sorry, come in. Thank you. That's damn right. <laughs> Difference in acknowledgments, <laughs> but all right. You step inside the castle of the storm where you see there are a few more royal guards there um, standing at different hallways. You also see there are some 
There are more guards here than you normally imagined. You see there are a couple of official-looking dwarven guards standing next to them and eyeballing them closely. You even see some Yasoki here standing guard in their very official formal, not armored per se, but just official dress garb. And every single one of them nods and smiles uh, at Piercy upon seeing him. Is not that so like distant, the, uh, not the so picture of like, like the UN with like, like the guy in the native garb and like everybody else is this <laughs> sort of thing. Sure. It's more like a family reunion where you're just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, a gentleman you've never seen before wearing some slightly fine clothes with some sc- an armful of scrolls uh, comes. Uh, uh, scurrying over to away from the guards and this big thick door that you were approaching and comes scurrying over to you and says uh, uh, yes yes what 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 what's going on who who are you with I'm sorry uh, I thought everyone was already here we, we are we are with ourselves but uh, we are it's been a while but uh, we are coming to see the king. Uh, Can someone else speak on behalf? Uh, I don't need one of our guards. I need one of you. Yeah, we're, uh, we're with uh, PS125. We got lost with our group, and uh, uh, we're looking for... <laughs> we're you were supposed to hold... Who's your walking buddy? <laughs> no, no. We're walking, is... we're walking, we're stopping. This is just my tabard. I I used to be uh, King Feon's personal bodyguard. Uh I am Percy von Skeetenlever of the Skeetenlever family. Uh, so you know many of my cousins, I'm sure. Hello. And he's a defender Hello. of the realm. What? We're the champions of King Feon. We were sent as ambassadors to Ivoron uh, months ago. Yes. We're, we're, we've now returned and we have business with the king. Yes. You, you're the defenders of the realm. Yes. Yes. But, but you're dead. Yes, no, no. No, be not uh, dead. Obviously, we're not. I mean, not all of us. I think. Soon, you're Some die, some retire. It's a whole thing, you know. Uh, I, 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 you're, you're, of course. Um, but it's not a good time. Why? Um, what's? What is happening? What I, is going I, on here? This is not normal. But it's not a good time. Well, there's the king's having uh, an important meeting. How important are are you? No offense. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, very important. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah. maybe the most important people in the realm, but you know. Kiersey, <laughs> make a diplomacy minus four. Sildren, make a diplomacy roll. <laughs> I was going to speak. Yeah. I don't want to say main characters, but... <laughs> You see this plot armor? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say we know Callie and Vero. Ever heard of her? Seventeen. Seventeen for Sildren Piercy with your minus four. A diplomacy roll, please. Piercy is stunned silent. Where, where's diplomacy? Under you can do the main page as well. Alphabetical. You're obviously using a lot. And Chris, don't talk right now, okay? 29. 
A 29, really? Oh, oh because of your Bon Mo awesomeness. Yes. Super diplomatic. Yeah, he says, uh, 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 of course, um, God, come this way, come this way. Uh, but just trust, try to uh, try to not uh, interrupt. And uh, yes, um, yes, come. yes. Uh, don't interrupt, please. Thank you. What? And he comes over, drops some scrolls, picks them up, takes you over to the door. He knocks three times and leans in hard to open up this big heavy door. Inside is a large meeting room decorated with fine tapestries going over various different lineages and great events from Navarre. There is a huge thick table. You have sat at this uh, before uh, during the King's return. There are 30 chairs there. There are about 10 uh, people of human elven and maybe a a halfling in there as well who are wearing some uh, fine clothes but decorated with uh, more of the official Navarran colors. And also at this table are about about a dozen dwarves uh, also looking pretty strong but in official looking garb they have uh, weapons stacked up on a wall beside you guys as you guys enter and there is some uh, debate going on right there uh, there's a gentleman you've never seen before no you have seen before an unnamed senator uh, who was apparently on your side <laughs> the rest were outed uh, who uh, is speaking right now and he says uh uh, you, you, you don't seem to understand. The uh, Charis has taken uh, many of the northern uh, islands of the Thousand Isles, uh, and not just a bit, but much of uh, Dakarath, and and only Ivoron is holding. Ivoron is locked in a constant series of skirmishes with these Colian dragon king. kin. Who said that? Piercy. 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 It's been a, a, a little while, but here we are. And um, I heard you talking about the, the dragon. King Feon is here. He is standing up, looking at a giant map of Varen while these others debate behind him. He turns around hearing you and takes a deep breath and says, my defenders, it is good to see you. Uh, carry on, carry on, he says to his uh, diplomats. They continue uh, arguing their points. The dwarves appear to be in disagreement with them. King Feon comes over and uh, greets you all and shakes your hands uh, uh, with strength. And it is amazing to see you here. I had heard... You had all perished while taking down a Captain Jagged to the bottom of the sea. It's glad that those rumors are not true. Uh, we, we seem to have survived. Yes. It, um, it is he who was sent to the seafloor. Yes, that's true. Uh, but now we are returned home, and it seems uh, things are uh, a bit hurried. Yes. You, you've been gone a long time. Where have you been? We've a nap been... And we took a nap a little bit. Uh, Not this, there's a little bit more details that he just... Yes, Xander, you can be a, a bit more quicker and concise. Go ahead. 
Okay, so we fought Captain Jagged and we had to take the whole thing out. We ended up sinking the whole thing in the process, but we were able to escape and we got through the five spires and took the whole thing down. So he's never going to come back ever again. He's completely destroyed. But as we were taking our rowboat out, we ended up on a little island from, from this area, but it was covered in snow and ice everywhere. We found this whole fortress of a guy named Majnor, who was a big wizard who was really studying about the rift. And while we were there, we found a bunch of dragon kin. And that's where Charis came from because that's where the dragon came, came from down from the north. They were interested in the rift and something else and while we were there we found the nexus stone but we tried to use the nexus stone to get back to the nexus but Charis killed Brynrose and then the nexus stone froze us because if there was a blast from the ice of the fire and the dragon and it all came through and we got stuck and we were frozen and we couldn't get anywhere. We were held there for four months and then Callie and Vero came and picked us up and then brought us back to the nexus and that's how we got here. And like I say, uh, uh, here we are. As I was saying, the logistics <laughs> just do not add up, my dwarven. They continue their debate yeah. as all heads return back to the table. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have to go north. Uh, the king, Faon, says, I, I believe I caught most of that, but it is absolutely good to see you here. We could use your help more than other. I, I suppose... Uh, there's much to address here at the table, but I do have a question, and he pulls you guys further away from the table. Uh, what what news of Ivaron? You were sent there. We did not get there, though. We traveled first to the Thousand Isles, um, as was one of our tasks to aid you. <clears throat> Dealt with those challenges as we could and ended up uh, being forced to engage Captain Jagged. And from there, we were intending to travel to Ivoron, but we met the fate that our gnome very rapidly explained. Dr. Frozen in the ice. And that, that Thousand Isles situation has uh, more than deteriorated. The, the pirates have grown emboldened. They have been under attack themselves. The fleet that we finally were able to get established has all but been destroyed. It is quite challenging. Yes, we They're... were unsuccessful in creating the stronger relationships you desired. Oh, but uh, we did stop uh, uh, Captain Jagged, yeah? Well, I hope that was of use to us all here. <laughs> hope it was worth it. <laughs> and with this new threat of Charais, as you call her, she has taken one of our own. She has taken the lives of thousands of others, it seems, in our absence. And we need your help here. I would like to get you to be in charge of helping set up defense here within Mirskan, here within Navarre. I believe uh, your uh, old ally, uh, Captain Heavybringer, could lay out some plans, of, particularly in the city of where we might defend. Uh, holding, holding here uh, is the key. As he says that, there is a disagreement, a loud disagreement from the table, and the lead dwarven diplomat uh, 
uh, addresses the king, pointing a big fat dwarven finger at him. And he says, we understand your situation, King Feon, but it is your situation. We dwarves have plenty to deal with on our own before dying in the jaws of the great dragon. We will stay protected in our mountains of stone. Enough, all of you. There's but one path to take. We must not hide like our fallen dwarves in the Grey Hall. We must not defend against the cold, open skies like Navarre. We must strike back and show these dragons what it means to rule over Varen. Ivron's warriors are holding the line, and we would be fools to let them die on their own in the cold. One by one, each kingdom will fall under ice and snow. Uh, my apologies, King Feon. The Stone Watcher forgets his place and speaks out of turn. As we mentioned earlier, we can provide resources from our forges to aid you in your battle, but our king has made it clear that he does not want his dwarven army dragged into your war. More people come arguing and no, and how could you and blah, blah, blah. And that starts to degrade. The king pulls himself away and uh, the room starts breaking out into different arguments. Couple of, of diplomats from Navarre start chatting amongst themselves. Some dwarves in Navarre start arguing. Some dwarves peel off. Some dwarves just give up in frustration and walk away. Uh, people start going for some wine. The king is caught up in a big conversation. You guys are just left standing on your own off to the side. Um, you guys, I don't want to stay. No. This is why I said we shouldn't have left the Nexus. We should find Iggy and then Callie and Vero spoke of the Blood Gypsy and her ability to aid us again. We need to seek her out once Uh, more. Hold on, hold on. That dwarf, he just said as a there's a one path to take. Didn't uh, Kalyan Vero uh, say something about that? He did. She said that there was going to be a strong dwarf that was an ally of ours that has a path. And it's only one path that we need to follow that. But I that's mean, not Iggy. That usually means we should stay away from that guy, right? And well, yeah, the king, it's probably not a Iggy because the king just told us to talk to him if to, to defend, he, he would tell us how to defend this city, which. That is not our path. No. I don't want to do that. I don't want to stay and do that. I'm going to go get him. Is that dwarf still around that spoke? Yeah, and no, in... none of the other dwarves are talking with him at the moment. <laughs> He is dressed differently than the others, and he appears frustrated. They put a dunce cap on him. <laughs> He's facing the wall. <laughs> what did they call him? The, the, the Stone Watcher. Stone Watcher. Um, Which makes sense, because he's looking at the wall right now. <laughs> Here, see, that goes over to the That's stone. why. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go talk to him. Here's, are you leading the way, you said? Yes. <laughs> are, are, 
are you really gonna let Pier- Piercy speak again? Is that yes? Is that how we all die? Yep. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, me. He taps. Um, I guess I guess Piercy and Stonewatcher are about the same height size. Uh, he's bigger, a little bigger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, pardon me. You're, uh, you're Suki. Uh, I know your kind. I've seen you before. Yes. Uh, um, yes. I uh, know. We we don't uh, historically have uh, the best. Uh, um, how you say uh, the best relations? But um, I heard you say something that uh, uh, caught my ears. Eh, uh, what's that? I say lots of things. Uh, about the, the the one pat, only one pat, uh, to get us through this this time. Yes, the. You understood oh. him. The. the <laughs> I, I speak his language. R two D two. Yes, I, I was referring to our our options. We don't have many. The great hall that I come from is constantly beset by the undead, and they have it fine. They've been fighting there for years, and nothing's changed. The undead come, and we swipe them down, and that's never changed. But, but, dragons are on the, are on the wind now, and they don't recognize it! (laughs) (laughs) It's a danger for us all, and I tell you now, Yasuki, that cold is going to get worse. It's going to get much worse before it gets better. Uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, my name, uh, uh, hello, um, uh, Percy von Skeetenlever. I, I want was a king's guard. Um, Are you wearing your tabard? I am, yeah. I recognize you with your, your fancy blue stripey. It's very nice, by the way. I like uh, the thank, color. Hey, thank you. It's, uh, I tried to keep it clean. Per- Percy... Von Skeetenlever. I'll write it in my scroll here. Yes, uh, the, you got it. Uh, the pronunciation's not a matter. Um, well, so <laughs> it is then. <laughs> but I think I think uh, we're supposed to be uh, talking to you because um, this late. So, um, I'm I'm not good at the telling the stories. Uh, the 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 Zanner, he's better at it. But uh, we're supposed to be helping you, and you're supposed to be helping us. Who's we? Uh, we the, re- are, the rest of us. Uh, says the cat. Oh, and, oh, perfectly. I only saw the one. And the gnome and the the the, the elf is up there. And, Hello. Uh, Hello. And then there's Hello. a halfling. Hello. And there's a me. And uh, we're, the, we're, we're the heroes of Varen, yeah? Well, that's that's just fine then. What What's your name? We heard we heard them call you the Stone Watcher. I'm yes. Palik. That's that's my title. You you could call me Bali if you like. Uh, they don't. They're not much for titles anymore. I've reduced all down to just naysaying and gainsaying and name calling. I heard that. You, yeah, I'm looking at you, man. You just said you don't care for names. Well, pronunciation. <laughs> I love names. Names I do. So what is yours? You can call me Bali. Bali? 
Good, good, good to meet you, Bali. Like a Bali? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I dance too. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, why, again, uh, you've come to help this, us? Well, we... Bali, I can, I can help, I can, I can speak, I can, oh, I'm go, sorry, Bali, go, I didn't mean to cut go, you off. I sent you energy, I sent you energy. We have fought the Dragonkin. We were one of the first to fight the Dragonkin when the attack came down from Zarvain. We met at the Tower of Majinor, way up north near Ivoron, and unfortunately blasted and frozen by her by a magic ice about four months ago. We had a knight who was with us and he died in the process. We've always been trying to fight for Zarvain. We've always been trying to to fight against Zarvain, not for them, excuse me, we're fighting for Varen, and we are the defenders of the realm. This is what we do. We don't want to stay and try to defend a city or hide in a hole. We need to take the fight to them. And if you know how to do that, then you need to join us because we got to get there. We got to get out. We got to make sure this doesn't happen to anyone else ever. You mentioned the name amongst all the da 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 da. I heard the name. <laughs> what name is that? My, my name or, or us? We're the no. defenders of the realm. You're We're blasted. You'd have been talking about ice in places you'd never been or should be, by the way. But you mentioned the great ice. What happened there? Of, of, well, Man, over here. We were up at Majinor's. We, we, we fought at, at, at Majinor's castle, which is the Tower of the Rift. That's where the magical rift force w- was from that they started attacking us from. We encountered Char Ice. We saw her face to face. Terrifying face. Now hold it there, hold it there. Now you have uttered a name that I've been telling them for years now. Uh, The Ancient Queen. That is what you've run into. That is the problem that we have now. That great cold that is spreading everywhere that we see. That is the Ancient Queen. Now she's back. And apparently she's feasted and I'm very sorry for taking one of you. I am sorry. But this, this is far worse. We should not probably speak here openly. Will there just be naysayers anyway? Come, follow me. And uh, Bali will take them to probably some antechamber or someplace that they can speak further. You see Bali take you away, not before he snatches his weapon, leaning up against the doorway inside this room, and it is a warhammer made of stone reinforced with some metal bands. Yeah. And he he takes it, uh, slings it over his shoulder. He takes you guys into an antechamber and uh, speaks with you guys in private. Once you shoo away the guy with the scrolls again, (laughs) who's harassing you. We're done with you. Go. As I was saying, And it's not that it's private. They know what's going on, but they won't admit it. So as I said, and I probably felt it or sensed it in all of you, I could see it in your eyes, that that sense of loss. I've watched many ways others would mourn, countless number of times. I look at you and I see that you each weigh it differently. So I understand. But I tell you to take all that anger and loss and maybe love 
and you push through and you move forward because the days only grow darker from here. Now we spoke before of Charais, the ancient queen who wanders and is anywhere about now. But that is one concern of many. The rumors are she's taken up to the north. She's in Ivoran. And there you can imagine how cold that place is. But there's also rumors of other dragons that have now been let loose or seen out in the, wand- uh, the wilderness. Those are also big and large concerns. They are much closer to these cities. Other dragons? Other dragons. You know of the Great White. There's also a red. I don't know its name. I don't know what it's at. But it wanders free, and it is to the north of us, at least. As much as I've seen. The dragons cannot be set to wander around. They can't be trusted or reasoned with or bargained with. And the rumor, and I hope it's not true, is that the great queen is looking to take allies of her kind. And this cannot happen. And these fools out here, they don't listen. They think they're safe in the halls. They think they're safe in the cities, but they're not. Are you saying there's a more dragons like that one? That's exactly what he said. And you guys have heard stories amongst your own group of uh-huh. seeing a dragon. I'd be very curious to hear your tales, but you've heard mine. And it's not sad as yet. I haven't lost great families. I've stayed in those halls, and those halls protected me and will protect my kin for many years. But your kind is at risk. You want to take the fight to this dragon? Absolutely. It's finding the willing souls to go do it. The dragons are just as mortal. And curse them for living as long as they do. Bali, uh, gain a hero point. Hell yeah, I want to join you on this quest. Let's right. go. For real. <laughs> Jesus. Awesome. Yaru is not so sure. <laughs> Yaru is going to pull out the silver necklace uh, that he's been wearing, and on it is a monocle uh, given to him by Majinor. I'm going to get the lining right here. Boom. Hello. And on this monocle, uh, with this monocle, he has the ability to sense motive. Let me double check here. I'll read it to you. It says, activate, sure. effect. You hold the Majinor's eyepiece up to your own eye and peer through it. Majinor's eyepiece grows transparent and grants you a plus two item bonus to attempts to decipher writing, disable a device, identify magic, pick a lock, seek, or sense motive. You sustain this activation as long as I hold the item in place. Yeah, we don't do the sense motive in our rule set just because it's 
gets rid of a whole well, bunch of plot stuff. Then yeah. you sorry, sorry about that. Away. You can still. <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, you can I'm still like, draw out whatever you want. Work. Make up uh, what you see. Then you nope. can still magnify text. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. That's fine. I don't. I do nothing. That's fine. He just stares at you through this <laughs> one monocle. Mo- moment, moment, uh, moment ruined. It's okay. <laughs> well, Bali, I can't speak for the rest of my group, but but I, I can. I, 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 I will join you in your fight. Fantastic. We all. This is our fight. Erase that from the. We all will join you. I mean, or, or maybe you will join us. Absolutely. Come see, come saw, yeah. I don't know what that means, but yes. <laughs> if you... we will all fight in the same direction and make sure that we're taking the fight to the dragons and saving Varen, we could be the saviors of the entire world. And we could do it with your help, I think. It seems really big and scary. Dragons are huge. It's so huge. But you know things that we need to know. And it sounds like you've got the right heart for what we're going for. We know things he needs to know. We'll share information as we share our desire to rid the world of dragons. All of them, great and small. Uh, all of them? Because sometimes Xana, he is a dragon, sometimes. He changes his form into a gnome every now and again. <laughs> does, does the sorcerer, I got, a, I got a funny hat and uh, robes that aren't warm enough. That's that's all. That's, I have other tricks. I, I could be a bug once in a while, but we don't worry about that. I can't be a bug, but uh, I, I feel where you're coming from. Right here. Do you think that we need to go straight to Ivoron? We need to speak to the blood gypsy. We, Bali, I am Sildren of the Seventh Conclave. Welcome to our merry band of misadventurers. Seventh Conclave. Yes. It's right after the sixth one. Um, and before the eighth. <laughs> indeed. You would think that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the SEAL team. They, they don't really make any sense. They just are all made up. Um, <clears throat> a diviner of great strength has told us to seek a blood gypsy who has given us information before that will help us in our path to destroy Charice. That, I believe, needs to be our immediate path. A blood gypsy. Indeed. You'll have friends more than I do at the moment. And you'd currently outnumber me. <laughs> so I would uh, I, I would follow along. You're you're you all seem to be on the same uh, well path. Yeah. But well then, let's consecrate this and Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not that kind of party, man. Why does everyone always say that? <laughs> consecrate, consecrate. Create, see. Consecrate. And puts down a pint of beers and, uh, or several pints of beers and starts chugging away happily. All right. To the Stone Father. To the Stone Watcher. To the Defenders. To Pink Theon. But over to Iggy first though, right? To the ones we've lost <laughs> and to the ones we'll meet. And he pours out his drink a little bit and then takes a big swig. Veron, we go. No, no, nice no. We gotta go to the Thousand you Isles first. <laughs> yes, see. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, uh, to the brethren of of uh, of our lost night, if we go. What? Uh, we need to sell them the the, the news. He oh. wants to inform yes. your friends, friends. Yeah. Yes. It's hard to understand sometimes. I find his voice rather nice and appealing. I thank you. I bet he's a poet, that one. Oh. <laughs> yes. No, I got a one more, do you? <laughs> <laughs> the once of us a man from Ivorod. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this one. He's my favorite. Didn't know where his pants had gone. <laughs> What do we say to the king? He wants us to stay here. Can we just sneak out? (laughs) (laughs) This is all happening on the side while Piercy was like giving his poetry to Bali. We can't just sneak out. I mean, leave a note. If you if you need to sneak, the whole diplomat procession that'll be marching along any moment. Once they're done with our formalities, they're typically long-winded, but fortunately at the end of it. Now, we will let King Feon know what our path is. Oh, very well. And maybe, maybe get another boat. (laughs) (laughs) Last one to the Thousand Isles. We don't have any more. That didn't work out as well. Uh, No one mentioned anything about boats. Oh, wait, you, is that... Not, how, how did you want to get to... You wanted to ride horses all the way to Ivoron? That's a long horse ride. Uh, I'm quite happy walking, too. Blood Gypsy is in the Thousand Islands, I believe. That she did so. not say that. She said an island. <laughs> that's, that's much better. One of a thousand, maybe. Every journey I've been on, there is always a danger. If we have to take a boat, we'll take a boat. How do you feel about magic travel? Yeah, I don't have any. All right. Let me show you a couple of things. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And banish. Let's (laughs) let's do what we need to do in the city, and and we can talk about how we're getting to where we're going on the way. All right. 
You guys uh, catch up with the king as the assembly starts to break apart. There's more logistical stuff, but you can tell the Navaran diplomats are not pleased with the dwarf response. And the dwarves are not pleased with Bali's uh, interruption earlier either. Uh, he's a little ostracized from them. You catch up with the king and we join that mid-conversation. And as he's walking briskly to another gathering meeting somewhere, he says, uh, walking with you all, well, I'm sorry to hear you won't be staying. We certainly could uh, use you here, but I understand you have your ways, and I've learned not to question uh, our defenders. My time with your captain was short, but knowing him, you are in good hands, Veon. And how, uh, Master Monk, uh, can Navarre then be of service to you? In many ways. Firstly, as we are not in good standing with many of the people of Thousand Isles, we will again require a ship, as Jagged has destroyed ours, and we returned in an unexpected manner. He snaps his fingers, some scrolls are dropped, and a guy comes scurrying over quickly. Yes, what is it, uh, my king? The defenders of the realm need a ship and we will provide it to them for wherever they need to go and as long as- uh, Perhaps it, perhaps with a stable crew this time, <laughs> not pirates. An appliable captain. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing with mad in the title. You don't know me. Happy-go-lucky captain. <laughs> Joyful George captain. I don't know. Uh, my king, we, we only have uh, the one uh, naval vessel left. I understand. We will provide it for them. I'm sure it will do them greater need, and they will bring it back as soon as they can but make it so. And he nods and starts scribbling something down on a scroll with a quill very quickly, hands it over to the king. The king signs the paper, a wax seal. This guy can at least do documents pretty damn fast. <laughs> uh, and has this wax sealed envelope and hands it uh, to you, Master Yaru. His name and, is Kinko. And, uh, oh, um, side note. I would have liked to have gathered with Palik some notes about the giant map of Varen. Um, while we were in that room, if that's possible. Um, we kind of uh, skipped over that. If we could spend maybe 10 minutes just doing notes, because I had the map of the Thousand Isles, so now I'm looking at that map. Like, okay. if I could use it in any way. Uh, I can tell you this. The I don't one know how detailed thing, it is or whatever, but yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the one thing you can immediately do is uh, make notes on the king's official Navarin okay. map, because his is outdated with the Thousand Isles. You have a much more detailed okay. Thousand Islands map. Yes. Yeah, um, and you even get some guard just going, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just cat paws. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Two more pages, uh, hang on. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, for sure. You uh, you also make note, uh, your map doesn't have a lot of room for the yeah. rest of the world, but you are <laughs> able to get uh, Ivoron, which has a bay with a little tower in it. It has mm. uh, some more details you're able to scribble for a finer coastline of Navarre. You mm. even have a little bits of uh, Fave to the south of Navarre. So your map is a little bit more detailed on, now includes some of the western edge of the continent, for sure. Sorry for that. And what oh, else? Oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, Kinko then says, 
he writes down on the envelope. Uh, the, the ship's name is uh, a Foam Runner uh, with uh, Captain uh, Grigard. Captain Grigard. He Captain Grigard to you. <laughs> he looks at all of you trying to think of a way to screw over the name. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing, my it. king? Just go with it. <laughs> you can't stop them. <laughs> Grigard Butler. <laughs> I loved you in 300. And the king says, uh, then Navar and uh, Navar's king uh, wishes you well, and we hope that we see you at the end of all of this. Could you, one last, could you point us? Yes, what is it again? <laughs> just, just to your captain and possibly how to get to the upper pool area. Before we go, I like yeah, your piercing, nice piercing knows how to get up there. He knows the city well. Follow where me. Would, where would we find the captain? Captain Heavybringer is, uh, I believe, mounting some defense on our uh, upper walls today. Very well. We shall not waste any more of your day. That's a dwarf name. He is a dwarf. Well, I like him already. <laughs> Wait till you meet him. <laughs> you guys kind of an asshole. <laughs> Where are you headed? Uh, do we want to go to um, Brenros's? Uh, oh yeah, yeah the order of the that real quick. <clears throat> yeah, thank you. We might we must not be too far. From and the there. Temple of Soline, I believe we should yeah. give our regards there mm-hmm. as well. Do, 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 sure. we wanna, do we want to do we want to let Iggy know first about Brenros? So um, I mean, the order can... doesn't matter too much in which we do that. Which whichever whatever's one. close, go to whatever's closest. It's not like one's gonna tell the other. It's all up right. to you guys. They're not too far away from each other. Uh yeah, let's just do Lanbury home and then the church. And Ooh, then... He knows the name. Nice. All right, wow. you go to oh, Land. You wanna talk about Yara's maps? Alistair's maps are detailed. <laughs> <laughs> Lanberry Home is a old, a, a, a old but small uh, compound in Mirskan that is very uh, austere, very Spartan. I guess would be the better way to say it. Where it is an an annex, if you will, of the Calavier uh, Knight Order, Order of the Vigilant. You walk up to there. You uh, bang upon a gate that is uh, cold uh, to the touch as you hammer. And after hammering again, you see a door, and it's a it's a square compound. A door open inside, and someone trudges through the uh, courtyard. A young man with a thin coat comes over. Uh, he has a small sword at his side and he comes up to the gate and says, uh, oh, who's knocking at my gate at this cold day? We are the defenders of the realm. We are friends of uh, one of your friends, um, Sir Brenros. Oh, yeah, I, I know you. Uh, come in, and he slowly opens the gate through the snow and lets you all in. He takes you uh, inside the compound and closes the door behind you all. Uh, I, I don't have uh, much uh, warmth uh, to share, but my fire's small, but you're welcome to gather around it. Thank, thank you. And I am do not know where Sir Brenros is if you're asking for him. I have no messages. No, no. young one. Do you have any senior members of your order available? Uh, 
No, it's just me here. Oh. Are you a good scribe? Where everyone else is. Uh, most of them are in, in our homeland of Cal, uh, 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 of Calivier. Yes, that's what it's called, yes. Uh. Are you a scribe, young one? I've, I I do a lot of messages uh, for, for my work here. What we are about to tell you will possibly be shocking, but I need you to write it in your best fashion. Uh, all right, uh, hold on. And he grabs uh, some paper and uh, pen to write with. Uh, go ahead. The hero of Calavier is Sub- dead! <laughs> I want the note to say that. So. <laughs> How many H's is that? In a- <laughs> you don't just say, ah. <laughs> he, he, he fell in battle. So Brenros faced the greatest threat Varen has known for generations. But with Calavia's help, Navarre can remain strong and the threat will be quelled. He's gone? Uh, I, that's hard to believe. He's, he's, I've known him more than any other. He's made so many uh, trips here to Mirskan throughout the years. There is no greater knight of honor than Sabrenros Algemein. Make sure your words are pure and let his and, memory live on. And to be clear, how did he fall so I can report back? I did not see him take the last blow, but the great dragon, the great white dragon, he faced her himself and protected us. That is what we do. Helping us get home so that we could be here. He sacrificed himself for our lives. <clears throat> and this is Bali! <laughs> oh. <laughs> totally Bali's, tending, Bali's tending to the fire. Oh, this is uh, sad news. These are sad times. I will certainly, I will get this message out uh, immediately. Um, if uh, you need to contact us for any reason, or if your queen needs more information or needs any help from us, we can be reached through King Feon. Okay. Uh, um, wait here. Let me let me find something. And he writes down, uh, he leaves his, the paper behind. Uh, Yaro, you can see mm. it's put down all the words, as you guys have said. Uh, it's more <laughs> official than emotional in his, in his writing. Capital D-E-A-D from Xanner's yelling. <laughs> <laughs> he returns a few moments later and has a, uh, a necklace that has a locket in it. Uh, this was Sir Brenros's. Uh, perhaps uh, one of you might want to keep it. Um, he uh, has no family that remains. Uh, it, it is a illustration 
of his uh, wife and son who passed uh, many years ago. Uh, uh, you, you said a wife and son. Yes. Yaru will take that and open it. You see there is a image of an older woman and a young adult uh, man. Uh, it looks like they were drawn at different times by different artists and very small in this small locket that was not kept on Brenros himself. He must have known the danger he faced and left this in a place of protection. We will, we will honor it by also placing it in a place of protection. Absolutely. The safest well. place that we know of in the entire world. <clears throat> oh. Well, may... <laughs> into the cheek bout. <laughs> well, may, may Solina b- bless you all and, and, and all of us. And you. A thousand copies by Friday. What? <laughs> <laughs> And you guys head out. Where to next? Church of Selene? Yeah. Yeah. Temple. Yep. Uh, and what's your goal there? To speak with the high priestess. Let her know Ooh. about the champion. Man. Good luck. <laughs> um, and Yaru will give that necklace um, locket to Palik for the um, bag of holding. If you want it. All right. For sure, you- yeah. You guys are at the Church of Soline, a great structure that is still partially being refurbished, but you see there is no scaffolding in place all over. There's no workers working on it. It appears as though all uh, reconstruction has been suspended. You approach the church. There's no one at the doors. You go inside and the place is warm and comforting and has about 20 people in some quiet prayers or talking quietly amongst themselves. There's a giant statue of Soline. It looks much nicer than uh, you guys last saw it for sure. And a priest you've never seen before comes over and he says, uh, may Soline bless you, uh, welcome. And uh, you are welcome to uh, to rest your weary heads. Your weapons must be remain uh, sheathed. And Thank you. Soline's blessing to you. We are the defenders of the realm and we have been in this temple before we would seek your high priestess on news of import uh, yes i remember seeing you uh you went through a, a great barrier while i prayed outside this church many months ago indeed um r- right this way he kicks homeless people out of the way. Make <laughs> way for the defenders! <laughs> what is this, Portland? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, he takes you up, uh, out, up a small room, up some stairs, up to an upper floor, and over to a door that was uh, blasted open long time ago, and into the high priestess's chamber, where uh, high priestess Santa, uh, Sana is there. Uh, she looks busy talking with some other priests about some matters. There, he knocks upon the door and opens it, and uh, 
High Priestess, uh, the defenders of the realm uh, have arrived. And she looks up and she says, oh my, it is good good to see you. Uh, we'll speak later. It is great to see you all. It's been quite some time. I had hoped to see you sooner. And she keeps looking beyond you at the door behind. Are the rest of you coming? That is indeed why we have chosen to visit you. There's no pleasant or easy way to say this, but Sir Benrose has fallen in battle and is now with Soli. And we felt it was important to for you to know that as well before we travel on to destroy the to fight and challenge the evil that has taken him I am grateful for you sharing that I had a deep feeling some long time ago that something had befallen him there was there was a morning where I felt something strange in our service. Some people claimed it as an ill omen, but if you look closely on your way out, you can see our great statue, Soline, has a crack uh, at the bottom left of her stone shield. And it appeared that day. If it happened some four months ago, it is no coincidence. She nods. That is a loss for all of us. Really he creepy. was the best yes. of us. Saved my life at least five times. And he sacrificed his life for all of ours. She brings you all in and it's a little mini huddle type thing for a prayer to Soline. Uh, Bali, do you join in this? Uh, there's, I don't think there's any, uh, uh, conflict. So okay. I think Bali can join in. All right. Bali joins in. She says, uh, may Soline watch over those who defend and protect with duty and honor and those who have fallen, giving everything for their honor. We need your guidance and protection now more than ever. As she does so, there is a warmth that uh, washes over you all. You all gain 12 temporary hit points that will not fade upon a night's rest and will stay with you until used as wow. a blessing of Selene uh, infuses you all. Thank, thank you. She's of course, the church is, uh, in your debt and in Sir Brenrose's debt, I feel, I feel we must find some way to honor him here. Have you any suggestions? You knew him best. He not only protected us, protected us against a leadership that had been corrupted. He protected us against uh, uh, vile spirits from another realm and gave a speech still talked about here upon our balcony. How might you think we could memorialize him? I hey. 
feel as though Sir Brenrose would just wish you to be true to Soline and follow the path. And uh, maybe um, I mentioned something to his uh, queen. He was very fond of her. The queen of Calivier. Yes. I can do that. Anytime. I needed a reminder from Brenros about what the right path was and how to stay true to myself and how to be strong. I was always reminded of him by his gentle and strong hands, either in prayer or on my shoulder or in giving. (laughs) If you did a statue or a window or something that represented him and his strength, not just the shield that he was known for, but his caring and his dedication, I think that would also show others and remind them of, of the right path of Selene as well. You speak well, young gnome, and so it will be done. And you guys notice there's a total change in her since the last time you saw. This was someone who was, you know, uh, uh, not cowering, but definitely respectful to the, the high priest at the time and was reluctant to take over any leadership. And now you see she has totally slipped into that role. Uh, she bids you farewell, uh, says some more pleasantries. You guys uh, head on out. Children yes. sort of like lingers behind, not behind, but he falls to the back as the group is leaving and just quietly drops all 50 of his platinum into the um wow. sir the the donation thing knowing wow. that and for sir brenrose and drops nice. his 50 platinum in there Ooh. turns out they're not quiet at all they grinds way to sort them and everything like that she's she's suddenly like not that you mention it we can use some more uh, up there. Or is he a winner now and it starts spitting out more coins? <laughs> jackpot, jackpot, jackpot. Stained glass everywhere. <laughs> it's progressive amongst all the face in the pantheon. <laughs> all right, you guys head out and leave the temple and we will take our break here and we'll be back in just a little bit. <clears throat> the order rises high in the east and the queen calls the finest citizens to court. Will you be in attendance? Join and subscribe patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. With all loyalty and respect, see you next week, citizen. You are walking through the mostly cleared streets of Mirskan, a light snow still falling. Where are you guys heading? What would you like to do or say? So we just left the Church of Selene, um, yes. and now we're going towards... Uh, Palik, do you want to still go to the the Upper Falls area you mentioned? Uh, for treasure? Yes. Yes. Treasure. I think, I think we need to find the, the lady with the arrows, yeah? You know where that's at, Piercy? You know the city better than I do. I kind of know the city, yeah. Here's the there. Okay, we head that way. After All right. us. 
<laughs> you, you head that way. So the city of Mirskan is roughly three-tiered. There is a thin north-south section that is the uh, Long Pier uh, docks. Then there's a steep rise, and then there's a much grander section of the city above that. Grander, oh, that's too strong of a word. That has multiple districts, stumps, high bricks, comper down, iron rust, thales, uh, Lysili and the colonnade, uh, Ethereus, gardens, all these different districts are up on this major uh, plateau. And then there's a smaller, higher plateau, a third one above that uh, called uh, Evermen, which is the noble fine districts and where uh, are you headed Piercy? believe um without looking at the map it's it's the it's one of the upper ones with the lake uh it the is Evermen. the it is the second pool just outside of the Evermen. so the top district of Evermen with the nobles there's a uh, source of water that no one knows the exact source of that has a it's like a mini mini lake very small massive pond if you will and then there's a river that cuts through that district spills down about 30 40 50 feet into a nether pool and then that has a river that goes throughout the length of the southern part of the city and that falls down into a lower falls which then empties out into the sea that middle pool is where Piercy takes you on our way there <clears throat> Yaru seeing Piercy's excitement you know Yaru has a natural uh, speed of 50 so he walks pretty fast anyway he pulls back a little bit from the group um, next to Bali um, and just sort of begins speaking with him we did not get a chance to greet each other properly inside the uh, king's chambers I am Master Yaru of the Three Winds. Master Yaru, is that formal? You may call me Yaru if it pleases you. And you can call me Bali. That would please me. Bali, I am but a humble monk, as you see. My hands are the only weapons I carry. We have Zana, who is a fine sorcerer for his age, the finest, I would say. We have Sildren, the druid, and his animal. Mm-hmm. Companion, uh, sh- uh, Shuri, Shurika, Shunka, Shunka. Sorry, Shurika. <laughs> um, hey, so hey. he's been listening. He's like, Halik <laughs> <laughs> is our rogue. She is the sneakiest of us, and Piercy, of course, is the not only the fanciest dressed, but he is the most acrobatic. Yes, he swashbuckles yes. his way. Swashbuckles. Yes, it is just a fancy term for dancing with the sword. Oh, I like that. That's yes. a hard dancer, as maybe you can call me. Sounds I very see, I see dangerous. Your, your great weapon. It looks incredibly heavy. What is it that a man of your stature and size could bring to our party? What I bring to you. What is your class? I mean, your hit points, your speed, <laughs> your abilities. <laughs> I'm here to blow. <laughs> well, uh, in my clan, I'm known as a stone watcher. <laughs> the, the air is very dirty here. <clears throat> Excuse me. It gets better the higher up we go. Oh, does it? Okay, that's good. Sildren and I speak <clears throat> of the dirtiness of this city and how we long again for nature. I 
well, what I was saying before, uh, in my clan, I'm known as a stone watcher. Uh, stone watcher is very similar to, well, uh, to the young lady that we met before. Uh, she's very important to you and your re- religions. Uh, I think she mentioned Soline. The mine is called the Stone Father. Very, very, uh, well, very important to be the Stone Watcher. You see, what I do is uh, with the many dead that we have, and those uh, being the losses that we also do take, I look after them. I watch the tombs, I say the prayers, and, uh, well, it's an honor to serve the Stone Father in this way. You are a priest of sorts. Yes. Yes, I have my calling. And, uh, well, as for this, it was a gift to me. Uh, it is uh, more a symbol than anything else. Uh, it is adorned with uh, many, many stories, if you were to read in my language. Outside of that, it's it's very much stone and metal. It'll hurt if I hit you on the head with it, but you've got to hold still. Hear that, Xander? Hold still. <laughs> what? Why? Okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I see all that you do, and uh, with what we, or what I saw earlier, I'm uh, counting myself blessed still knowing that, uh, well, you are held in such high regard. And again, I'm sorry for your loss, but there's much reverence for your last friend. I hope I can measure in some small way and be yours as well. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you can measure in a small way, yes. Uh, it's, you're a dwarf. So you yeah, all my life. He says, looking up to the dwarf. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Bali uh, is, uh, if you can imagine square, a lot of his <laughs> be done. Description <laughs> over. He's, he's very cube like. Uh, so, so a dwarf. So a dwarf. SpongeBob Stone Dwarf. He's squat at five. Five, five and a half feet. He's he's uh, uh, dark-haired, maybe a wisp or two of gray, nothing strong. Uh, he's heavily adorned in more brass-darkened buckles and heavy furs that don't really belie what's underneath so much, but he just gives to his bulk. And uh, inside his beard, you can see a torque that winds its way through the beard and then kind of bundles and ties up the very ends of it, giving it nice evenness, if you will. Uh, but all of it's very, just a dark metal. It's not gold. It's nothing fancy. It's more utilitarian. And uh, he pretty much walks around with a heavy sack, but he's just got this squareness to him. And carrying this uh, mallet really doesn't uh, help that situation at all. Awesome. And sturdy. And sturdy. Very sturdy. <laughs> Extraordinarily sturdy. Hey, you can bounce me off a wall and I'll be fine. 
You guys are at this second pool in the city. There's blue water that comes down and uh, uh, it flows freely even with the cold. Pools around this statue in the middle. This is a, again, a very minuscule lake or very large pond in the middle of the city. Normally there would be benches filled with people enjoying the water uh, here it's just cold you're the only ones here some people walking by on doing their business carrying cargo what have you trying to stay warm again light snow falling you see the pool has a statue of a elven archer with flowing hair uh, aiming her bow uh, and uh, looking down uh, an arrow um, the statue has fallen over off of its base mount somehow due to damage or time you're not sure which and is canted at about a 20 degree angle uh, and that's what you see how, how deep is this lake? How deep is your love? You don't know, but uh, the look on Piercy's face means it's uh, depth enough to kill uh, Yasoki. But I mean, really, what does that mean? Mm, okay, um, Palik <laughs> is gonna dive into the water and swim all the way to the statue and then pop her head up. All right, Palik, make a fortitude saving throw, please. Is this our second roll of the night? Second yeah. Roll. Wow. Uh, 26. Well, they 26. You dive into icy cold needles of water that just take your breath away. You need to gain the exhausted one condition as you swim and struggle and finally pop up at the base of the statue, come out all wet and cold. The air just bites at you as well, but you are up at the top and clinging to uh, legs uh, that are angled to the side. Well, that can feel good. But there's a there's a reason I stay out of the water. Are you okay, Bleak? Mm, and I give like the okay symbol, and then I want to climb. <laughs> I want to climb up the statue and try to figure out if it was like on its base where her arrow would be pointed. Oh, okay. You try to figure that out. Make a crafting roll plus three. Blake, do you need any uh, help? I'm gonna uh, use my halfling luck to re-roll at two. <laughs> good, good call. Couldn't get worse. <laughs> A uh, thirty. I think we're supposed to drink when somebody says yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> With a modifier too. Yeah, that's super high. Great. Uh, you are able to identify exactly where that statue would be. If it was standing upright, you can see where just time has shifted it, uh, and the little mini island itself has just kind of given way. And the, the statue is mostly secure. You think in maybe another 30, 40 years, they might need to try to shore it up to keep it uh, from toppling completely over. You know where it should be, but you can't uh, in any way access that. It's out in open space about 20 feet up if that makes any sense, in the air. So it's she's aiming up and it's just to the sky, there's no... No, she's aiming to the side, falling over, and you asked oh. where would it be, and that would be up in the... Up so in the it, it, if, it, if she was up, she'd be aiming to the sky? 
Nope. What you're saying. Nope. She's <laughs> aiming straight uh, down into the city. Okay. But she's fallen over. So what I was trying to gauge was if if the statue was in its correct position, uh-huh. where the arrow would be pointed. Right, and you know where the statue would be, but you can't get that viewpoint because the statue is not there. Okay, okay, sorry. How big is the statue? 20 feet. There's somebody who could. If you need some help! I'm just waiting for you to ask. Come on, little buddy. Just thinking the cat, but get over here and help me. How about you go up and I go down? Xander ignites his hands full of flame, pushes him straight down, and launches into the sky with his elemental motion. Oh mercy! What is that? I can fly. He's a demon. Uh, with a much more warmth and comfortable journey, Xander makes his way across the water. Yaru, you were doing something as well? Yaru's going to reach, uh, he has a necklace uh, as well as the uh, silver necklace. He has a necklace with four berries on it, um, uh, on his uh, neck. It's called the necklace. And he's going to pull the blue one off and eat it. All right. He's also going to pull out of his bag a blue potion. It's called the Potion of Swimming, greater, uh, that gives me a swim speed equal to my speed for one hour. So I'm going to eat both, drink and eat both of those. All right. Do I just click on it? What do I do? Click once. Potion of Swimming and a Resistance Berry. Use Potion. Use Potion. Okay. And then I'm going to jump into the water. Okay, you jump into the water. Master Yaru, we'll go with you first. And what was the berry? It's a blueberry, which I a believe blueberry. is cold resistance 10. Okay. Uh, let me read it real quick. Just to turn. Yes, uh, 10 against acid, cold, electricity, or fire. I've chosen cold. Okay, you dive into the water. It is not pleasant, but it's not debilitating like Polik. Uh, and you are able to swim around with much more ease and particularly with your potion you're gliding through the water very very easily like not like a cat in water (laughs) and you uh swim around you see both nothing of interest and uh several things possibly of interest this is a slightly mossy, slimy, sometimes rocky bottom that you feel around, can sometimes see. The water is surprisingly more clear than you expected, but you don't see anything standing out unusual. The statue, just maybe a bit of an ankle, has uh, dipped into the water when when it fell to the side. What you do see that is of slight interest are roughly 200 silver coins 40 gold coins, seven platinum, and a small, slightly valuable gem that people have tossed into this pool uh, over the years. Um, I will collect all of those. All right, Master Yaro is busy for quite some time as he's scooping and scooping and scooping up the dreams of people. Meanwhile, (laughs) Xander, what were you doing? Uh, Xander's going to follow Pleak's instruction, 
go up to where the arrow was, was pointing, so above the statue, to where it would have been standing, so that he can get a good sight line for where the arrow would have been pointing at. All right. You see where the tower would be and can see where she might have been pointed, and you can see that it's pointing to the High Bricks District to the west. And in particular, there is a large house. As you squint and squint, there's a large house kind of where she's pointing, and she's pointing just above, where upon that house, there is a tiny ramshackle wooden tower that has been constructed on top of this uh, house. And it's some distance away. Where is it? Go ahead. I just say I can't fly there from here. At least not like this. But it's it's way over there in the hybrids. I see. It looks like a, it looks like it's gonna fall over. But there's some sort of a tower on top of a really unstable house. Okay. Well, let's go. Okay. What's the cat cat doing? Is there anything under here at all other than these coins and the gem? Nope. Spending not an hour, but a good amount of time looking. Negative. This is is a pool for relaxation and wishing. Okay, no problem. I'll put those in my pocket discreetly (laughs) under the ocean, under the water, I should say, and then I'll... You come out, this one is little Jimmy (laughs) wanting to walk again. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a K and a P with a heart on it. What do you think that means? (laughs) Get letters from Jimmy all the time. Uh, (laughs) Polik will again dive into the water and clock her way out. All right, you come out without any further debilitation, although you are cold, and what do yeah. you guys want to do? Did you find what you were looking for? No, we we, we think we know where it's at. Zyveron's that way. Was, it sure is. Was uh, Ignal in this area, or was he somewhere else? He's in do, we need to, do we need to talk to him? I don't think we need to... Remember, we thought Iggy was the dwarf that we needed to speak to, but I think... I think it's actually Bali. Yeah. Who was the one that Callie and Varro was telling us about. Look, he's an ally. He had a way, only one way that he talked about, and then we found him, and he found us. Yeah, Igni, Ig, Ignal's just going to want us to stay here. Who calls him Ignal? Ha 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 ha! You're silly. You're supposed to address the handsome Hyrex. people with their whole name. Zanny. I I think the cold berry needs to pass along here. (laughs) That or the burn that I felt. I don't know. (laughs) Let's go. All right, Xander will uh, start leading the way and pointing the direction they found to get uh, over to Hybricks. All right, Xander. Yes. While we are in the city, we should, I believe we have some items and things to be, to lighten our load For with. sure. That's a good point. So We, we got some homework, yes. What yeah. are you, what's that? What are you trying to offload? Well, we have like a bunch of like stuff that we can trade in for gold. That's like, you know, oh, this is not yeah. magical, but it's worth... And uh, I, I haven't been keeping track. We of it also it keeps might... going in some bag. Yeah, yeah. Some shopping. The okay. from the thief, 
and we just keep letting her stuff it in her bag. I'm not gonna cheat you guys. Come on, but also I wanted to talk. Remember, remember those goggles that that uh, that guy had. Mm-hmm. You might want to talk to that Phineas and see if we can procure some of those. If we're going back up north, more of his uh, his science goggles, his his training. The ones he know. uses for we can, his... We can ask magic. him, but we gotta, like, wrap this up quick and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we can't. always talk that way. It's very oh, salty. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I can, I, you, I'm all for it. I just... <laughs> yeah, this I gotta... is not gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call me Captain Polik. I kind of have a sailor's mouth. Okay. That explains a lot, then. Well, Xander, leads, Xander yeah. leads the way, and you guys arrive at this house. It is not in a great neighborhood. The streets are narrow. The streets are not uh, clean from the snow uh, to make way easily. You get some strange looks from people, but people stay out of your way as you're armed. And you come up to this blocky, tall house that's about two stories tall and has a wooden tower that was added to it and looks like it's just been nailed there by some crappy home builder who didn't follow any of the HOA guidelines and uh, that's your situation right now. There's It, it, it looks to be a home. Um, Polik would like to very sneaky, very stealthy, go to the back of the house and climb up. Okay. You go to the back of the, of the house and you start to climb. Go ahead and make an athletics roll. Minus three. No, no, no. Don't do the minus. I'll set the DC. I'm good. Because uh, it's a little cold and a little icy. 26. With a 26, you slip once, but catch yourself and make your way up. As she is climbing, someone walks down the street and gets a weird glare from the dwarf, and that person walks away. And you are able to make your way up onto the roof, Polik, unnoticed. It's a little slippery again, and you have a good view of the city, particularly down into the uh, Long Pier uh, area, and what you up to. Very gingerly want to approach the uh, that wooden tower, and and uh, look for a weak point and get right. inside of it. You walk over to this tower. It is very narrow. It's almost like a uh, bell tower. So what is that? 15 by 15. But there is no bell here. There's just boarded up windows. But the wood, again, looks old and ramshackle for sure. Okay. So I want to, like, pry open or take some, some of the lumber off and get inside of it. All right, you take out some magically infused sword of the gods that you have on you and use it as a cheap crowbar. And uh, I'm pretty sure I have like, I have a hammer or something. All right. It's a dagger. Yeah. I'm not going to use my rapier to pry open, but yeah, I'll use a dagger. You get your dagger out. You loosen some nails and with a... Sl- 
slightest bit of squeaking noises, but no thud. You catch the wood before it drops and slip inside. Here you see there is a trap door that is on the floor of this place that leads down into the building. And a quick look reveals that it has not been used in years and years and years and years. You see there are several old pairs of uh, coats that have rotted away and uh, been moth-eaten. And underneath those coats, you see one other bit of interest, and that is a small uh, lockbox that the coats are have been piled upon for a very long time. Uh, I would like to first check it for traps and then uh, dig into it. Okay. Checking it for traps. It is completely safe. You flip the latch and open it up and immediately have to make no roll as it was not trapped. Inside, <laughs> you see there are several bags and you immediately can identify the bulges inside as coins, my friend. You grab and pull these bags out. Uh, where did it go? There it is. Uh, oh, shoot. You pull these coins out. You uh, heft, and with ease of guessing, you put this at a total of 265 platinum coins. Whoa! a treasure that oh. has been left here. You do not know by whom, you do not know by why, and I cannot believe you remembered it to find it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Okay, cool. I'll make my way back down then. Polite comes back. Uh, she seems it's a little harder for her to get down. Her weight seems, no, it's not. You have the freaking pouch of awesomeness. She just comes right on mm -hmm. down. Yeah. <laughs> Plops down next to you, shrugs her shoulder in defeat, and off you guys walk. <laughs> oh, well, worth a shot. No, I got, I got some stuff for us. <clears throat> That's uh, great. Do we need to, we need to do some shopping and get out of here, right? If, Indeed. I, I, Something that's a little bit warmer, probably, at least. Well, you want to dress warmer for going north. Very warm. And some food. Well, I've got my food. But we can always use more food. And beer. We need beer and food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and chips. Um, I hand out uh, <laughs> We have 40, a cookie. 40, <laughs> 44 platinum pieces to everybody, including Bollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and Yaru's gonna like shimmy his uh, robes and give everybody 156 gold if the math adds up to all the platinum, gold, and silver that I found. Only been with you for a day. There's more money than I've ever seen in my life. Mm, well, you're gonna need it for traveling expenses. Uh, I think. One five six. How do we? How do we? How do we? How do we add uh, go to fourth tab also, inventory and then the coin button to the far right where your also, coins is near the top. And you as can we're walking, Yaru's looking at this gem pretty closely that he got and it's just like, what is this? And he wants to identify it if he can. I don't know if I, does this allow me to use identify magic or do I have, does someone with that skill have to no, it, it aids you if you're able to do that. No, it doesn't okay. give you that. It ability. does do something with uh, gems, though, doesn't it? Uh, I can like touch the gem, touch it to a gem, and I can speak 
telepathically with yeah. that person, with the owner of that object. Um, I will make a make to answer your question. Make a. Do you have? Are you trained in crafting? I'm tra- no, uh, no. Then you no. have a shiny bobble in your hand. That's all you know. Only if you um, had somebody who could detect magic. Well, yeah, I was. What I'm about to say is, I'm giving the uh, monocle to Xanner really quickly. Um, more, I'm just like leaning over and letting him use it. Uh, monocle, so we did this. <clears throat> I know what this is. I told you what this yes, is. Yes, but you don't know what this could be. And I show him the gem that I found. Oh, uh, on the bottom of the um, pool. Xander, you have been given the gem he found at the bottom of the pool. You Unfortunately, Xander cannot make use of that monocle as that has been attuned to Yaru and it would take you uh, quite some time to take it that power from Yaru and into yourself. Yeah. It smells like you! <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to get that off, I'm sorry. It's not a compliment. <laughs> Tomato juice and I don't know. <laughs> I, would, I, I can look at the gym by myself without your monocle. Okay. Xander, uh, make, do you have crafting that's trained, Xander? Mm, maybe. Let me confirm. But there are a lot of different things. Yes, crafting is trained. Make a crafting roll. Yeah! Well, that's not very much. It's only 33. With the 33, <laughs> you identify this uh, as a... Uh, fancy quartz gem that's not mineral more than anything, but it's worth about 20 gold, and it has no magical properties to it. But it was by far the most expensive thing tossed into that pool. This is a fancy <clears throat> quartz non-magical gem thing. It's it's like worth 20 gold, but it, I can't do anything with it. Okay. I'll hold on to it. Want to put it in your mouth pouch? Uh, yes, I have one of those. Oh. Um, <laughs> it holds a pouch. <laughs> it's got a prison pouch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else do you guys want to do? Well, Percy has a couple paintings and some silverware. And Silbrin needs to find a some sort of weapon. Jarama house? <laughs> Well, no. We haven't been in a city for a while. <laughs> yeah. did, did I just sign up with burglars? <laughs> ah, oh shit! <laughs> that's, he that's no. We're so, heroes. This is Ocean Six. All right, so Pierce, we, we only do a little uh, murder hoboing on the side. <laughs> <Murder> <laughs> so you're looking to sell some stuff, yes? One at a time. What are you selling? I have a painting of a nude lady on a turtle. Okay. <laughs> what the hell did you pick that up? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you don't each have yours? <laughs> <laughs> it's a selfie. I like that that's the first thing you go I'll to. Re-gift that. Please, please let me sell this. <laughs> Yeah, this I've is a scratch the- and sniff picture. Of <laughs> no. What do you scratch uh, the turtle or the? You uh, cannot find a buyer in any way for that uh, painting. You just get raised eyebrows for that no. one. All right, I'll hold on to it. You okay. should hang it up in your room in the Nexus. I have, <laughs> I have a nice silverware set. It's your first felt photo. Uh, a nice silverware set trips? is 18 gold in value. Uh, you can delete that and grab 18 gold. Okay, I'll do that. 
and that's that's all I'm selling. All right. Anything else, fellas? Are you going shopping, Piercy? Yeah, yeah, always. I'm always browsing while I'm in town. Sildren is hoping to go to a high-end weapon shop, if possible. Okay. What are you looking for? I am looking for a two-handed weapon, because I have a sword and a shield, um, and it's pretty rare that I actually use either and if i am going to be in melee combat i think a and i'm trained in martial weapons um so i was some sort of two-handed sword or spear or something of that nature um was sort of what i was thinking this is a strange turn of events i was not expecting this at all uh let's take a look uh, where would that be? Skills? Yes. Skills. You are trained in martial weapons. Yes, you are. You get them all. So, yeah, if you want a big sword, that's totally up to you. Let's see. We have a bastard sword that's two-handed. Uh, let's see. What else? Two hands, uh, a glaive, uh, a great sword, which is massive. I don't think we're going to go that far. Um, I don't even know what that is. Uh, a war flail. <laughs> the bastard sword. Um, uh, is it like uh, I'm looking for something of very high quality, whatever it happens to be. Um, in that line. So roughly, you know, plus one, uh, plus okay. two would be great. You know, uh, anything that's out there. Um, you will need to make a society role and you will need to make a 30 or higher after several hours of shopping, throwing your name around like, and King Faon's name around like crazy. <laughs> can I defer that to Xanner? I'd be like, hey, can you find me this? Sure. Yeah, Xanner yeah. works assist. Um, he will absolutely or- glad hand. I'm Xanner! Of the defenders, and uh, starts going around it and really looking for the weapons that he's got, and, and like I need, I don't need good, I need great. You don't understand. This is for Sildren the Druid, the Sildren the Druid from Azimir. Uh, so let's go the whole right. thing. You need a roll. Yes, I do. Thirty-six. Thirty-six is more than what I was looking for. You go through the city. You're able to find a small dealer who has very few random things that don't seem to be of interest. He's overcharging like crazy. But you had heard word that he has a bastard sword of some quality that he acquired from a strange gladiator from Thabe long ago. You are able to uh, wheel and deal and find the price of said there it is of said sword and it is right here three five a total of 110 gold will 
will buy you a, what is the equivalent of a plus one striking bastard sword. Hey, hey Sildren, let's pay for it with this. And I give you the, uh, that gold, that big gold piece. Ah, uh, so yeah, we the can bar. break it up, yeah. He's going to be pissed for making change. The trade black. <laughs> All right. Change, change yeah. He's actually, of the few people, he, since he deals with some expensive rare crap, he has enough change to make, and he is pleased to have it because it's a sign of status now that he can kind of show and hand around. So, yeah, he's not too uh, unhappy about that. Sildren, I'm dropping this into your equipment real fast. I am editing this. I am going to details. Sorry to just draw, dro- drop that on you. I had just been thinking about it earlier no, no, no. of like, like the rare times that I turn Marshall. Um, that something other than a, but one a more particular shield. type of specific sword. Um, All right. It is in the, uh, it is in named. the, uh, it's in your equipment. It's also in your actions. Maybe rename it to Gladiator Sword. And just so you know, if you need to, the Bastard Sword can be used one-handed doing 1d8 damage or can be used two-handed for 1d12 damage. So you can Perfect. swap nice. it in and out. I'm not sure which one it innately rolls. Um, well, we might have to do two different versions of it. But let's move along. Anything else you guys want to do? Uh, uh, following with Bali's uh, suggestion, just bulking up on the furs just to make sure he's got himself covered for heavy snow. All right. Uh, let's have you guys do some, it's cause it's been a long time since we've done it. Let's do some cost of living for you guys to cover this. That'll work. So uh, you can choose primarily for you guys, comfortable, fine or extravagant. Uh, You need to do one month's worth and that'll cover your food and the furs and lodging and all that crazy stuff for the next month for sure. What do you want to be? Comfortable, fine or extravagant? Four gold, 130 gold or 430 gold? Uh, Comfortable. Comfortable, yeah, for Rosanna for sure. Ollie goes fine. All right. Four um, gold for comfortable. One thirty. Bali's looking fine. Was that bar worth a thousand gold? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So don't forget your chain. Yeah. yeah. Like, are we gonna split that between us? How does that yeah. work? Yes. That so was a uh, thousand minus. What was the sword? One ten. One ten. So eight ninety. Yeah, but he. Yeah, but he gave you uh, an, an eight ninety cube of trade that he. Used. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to shave off. That's 178 gold each. You guys are loaded now. Yeah. Yeah. We need a magic shop to blow it all at. <laughs> yeah. So the last time this happened, we had like two more episodes and then we were all dead. No. <laughs> Just saying. No, we no. Well, actually, in season one, after we actually made money, we uh, it, it, it sort of wrapped up the the, the campaign. Oh. Shortly after we got the manor house. But anyways, moving on. Yeah, Bali's a little bit more indulgent. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, I also, uh, Polik would like to go see Phineas Tumble. Okay. You go to Phineas Tumblepot, the yeah, Sildren all company. You see his shop is closed with a metal engraved sign that says shop closed until spring. Uh, wish me luck. 
Uh, F T. Good oh. luck, Phidias. That piece of shit. <laughs> We're still going in, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got we got to judge our new party member. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably more likely to let us break some rules than Brenner, uh, I suppose. Why don't you watch the stone on the outside of this building for a minute while we go inside? Um, where to? Well, if we're going to go to Ivoron and we're all ready for it, I think we should go to the Nexus. We must... Oh, no, we can get a boat! This we gotta go see boat. the Blood Gypsy! Yes, what I was going to say. Uh, uh, we have we have we have we have the boat uh, when we're ready uh, are we ready i would like i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the nexus real quick <laughs> and i'm so gonna drop here i'm gonna drop renros's locket off there all yeah. right that way mm-hmm. if, it, if yeah you know something bad yeah. happens it'll it'll be there forever it'll you be put lost it in, in his the nexus room forever yeah and, i gotta put um, it in his room and if anybody needs anything else from the nexus Malik, is your bag able to carry my other sword yeah you don't want to sell it why didn't you trade it no, in? i will i wish to retain it for now do you want us keep it in the bag or you want me to put yeah. it with okay yeah no problem if you're going back to the Nexus, I'll go back with you because I have some books that I think really need to stay there. Oh, oh yeah. Sweet here, then. You, you should come with. see You come see it. It's great. You're going to shit your pants. So we all Maybe literally. The Nexus. Real, all just right. real quick, and then we'll go get on our boat and get the hell out. Okay. You guys are at the Nexus. Xander, you're dropping off books. Is that right? Correct. And these are the bunch of the books you found in the uh, fortress? And the, the ones in the in Majinor study. So the, the of the end of in Illestel, uh, the handling of Demon of True Names. And I'm going to actually keep the primal tone because I think we might be able to use that. Okay. Uh, and we're guys... nowhere near Larokian. Is that correct? Uh, you're not near Larok, no. Larok, okay. Uh, Larock the island? We're far yeah. away, but I can always smell what Larock is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Sildren will leave the compendium of Larockian botany behind as well. All right. You guys leave the Nexus, and as you do, you all turn to get the reaction, who's been silent the whole time, of uh, Bali upon going into this strange realm. What's your reaction to that, Bali? I'm no stranger to magic. Oh, this is very nice, though. <laughs> fine, fine stonework, very nice seats. Good living. Get a key. It's, it's all yourself. about a comfortable seat. Yes. Under the night. Can, can I have the cushion? <laughs> Where are you guys headed? To the down, harbor? Down to the docks, yeah. Uh, right. On our way there, um, Yaru is going to approach Sildren and ask him if he has any gems worth at least 10 gold pieces on him. I do not. I have not been carrying any of our valuables. I look at Palik. I don't have any gems. You just pulled one off of the bottom of the lake, though. Does that... I'm reading the uh, eyepiece here. 
Tom, does that mean uh, any of our equipped gems or just No, like a... that quartz that you pulled off yeah. of the bottom of the lake. Yeah, I think it's just like a regular run-of-the-mill oh, gem. Like rubies and stuff? Yeah, and I think the thing you have would definitely qualify. It was worth 20 gold. Mm, okay. But it's I'm not gonna, magical. I'm going to hand the... I'm going to touch the uh, gem to the eyepiece, and then I'm going to hand it to Sildren. Okay. You uh, t- you put the eyepiece uh, to the spending gem. Spending time with it, yes. Yeah, you link it together, and the gem does link to the eyepiece. Can you briefly, really quick, just describe for anyone listening what that means? Uh, yeah, so in the description of the um, Meyer pin, they sort of glow a little bit and they vibrate. This is doing a little similar thing. It's glowing and it's vibrating, except it glows whatever color the gem associated with it is. So this is a ruby gem, so it'll glow red and red aura will start to appear from it and the ruby. Um, and the ruby itself will become almost transparent um, as the eyeglass itself and the eyeglass will become shinier and even finer than it normally would be. Almost like it's been activated because it has been. And do you see what the other thing sees or do you literally Yeah, what does it do to Sildren? You're giving it to Sildren. So I'm handing this uh, attuned gem to Sildren and this now gives me and Sildren, the person I'm connected with, um, the ability to communicate telepathically. Oh, cool. Over any distance of any plane. No, on wow. the same plane. Same plane. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. As long as we are both on the same plane, um, we can communicate over any distance. Cool. First thing Until... I say is I don't trust this new new person that's in our group. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big dwarf eye appears in your lens. <laughs> Sildren raises an eye and looks at Yaru and then says, can you read my thoughts? (laughs) It's going to get weird. (laughs) No, but there's a constant just like, get rid of the wolf, get rid of the wolf, get rid of the wolf, get rid of the wolf. (laughs) Palik goes over and slaps one of you and looks at the other. (laughs) All right, you have oh, a that's awesome. that. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> now it's just going to be bad. It's going to be like, go team six. Roger, okay, on my <laughs> yeah, count. Yeah, yeah. Go team, go! <laughs> so I'm getting Code around the, uh, the Starfinder loophole real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is like, they're making eye contact again. <laughs> <laughs> the friendship problem or a monster problem? <laughs> the gnome's about to release the fireball. The gnome is about to release <laughs> Uh, you guys go to Long Pier down on the bay and leave the city behind. You find the ship is there. This is a sleek looking vessel that looks fast. There is a crew that is uh, hidden below decks because it is cold, but a a man uh, leans over as you call from the dock and he uh, leans over and says, uh, uh, good afternoon. What brings you here? Be my friend. We're the defenders of the realm, and we were sent by King Phaon because we are his ambassadors on our way up to the Thousand Isles and Ivoron on a mission for the king. Hopefully, trying to stop all this winter storm from taking over the world. 
Men, heave to, let's get this ship ready for them. I've been made you very much aware of that. I am Captain Gregard. Come aboard quickly. Whatever you need from us, we are at your disposal. We will have this ship underway in just a few moments. Tell me your destination and we will be going. I will take that. I can help you and I will show you to some quarters. Already going way better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yaru, very pleased with this guy's attitude, pulls out of the map quiver uh, his map of the Thousand Isles and is just like, we need to go here, these coordinates right here, and you can see what I've already drawn, the line, the best route to go, you should go that way. I think the snow's going to take a little bit longer, but you should definitely go east and then north, and we'll be there in no time. Very impressive, sir. Uh, if you don't mind, I would like to get some of those onto uh, our charts down below. You may trace them, but I'll... I'll be I will watching not you. physically hand it to you. <laughs> I'll be watching. <laughs> uh, the ship comes to life. These uh, the sailors that were taking easy down below uh, quickly throw on coats and snap to and are racing around getting the ship quickly underway. The captain engages with you with some maps. He also gives some commands to the dock master, letting him know they will be heading off. He uh, agrees and disagrees with some of your uh, courses, Yaru, and the two of you come to a good path. He warns you there's uh, definitely some ice up in this region here we'll need to stay clear of, but here we can break through, and once we get past uh, towards, towards here, uh, uh, towards uh, Port Rising is where it will be the most clear. And what do you know of Port Rising in these past months? It has, uh, it has been plagued with pirates, but fewer than I um, have ever been reported. We have uh, allies out at sea, but we've lost several of our sister ships to these pirates. So while the pirates are fewer, they have grown more and more desperate. The pirate island there is ruled by some pirate king uh, named uh, Jun that uh, we would like nothing more than to uh, be rid of. And it's, it's not a pleasant place. We will get you there. The king has commanded it, but I would not recommend tearing. If we stay there overnight or definitely by two nights, I would more than imagine they would bring several ships here. But what is the pirate king's name? Uh, Don't tell me. John Cartland. That is correct. Oh, friends, if we are traveling close to Port Rising, perhaps it is time to right a wrong. And I believe I wrongly counseled us before to leave that Minotaur in peace. It would be nice to find Koban and uh, that old lady, too, if they're still alive. Koban would be a noble mayor and leader of that city. But it's been a long time. Who knows? True. Was it her intention to replace her brother? Yes, and I made a promise that I would help her. But let's uh, let's get on our way. All right. The ship, the ship takes off, leaves the cold city behind, and heads out into the cold waters. You guys thought you were done oh. with the city. You came <laughs> back. You were thought you were done with sailing adventures. Now you're back. So sick of being on the water. <laughs> Uh, but at least you're not all like nine of you crammed into some tiny uh, <laughs> yeah. vulnerable in the dinghy. dinghy. 
which is now lost underneath a frozen bridge somewhere, um, sadly. Still completely undestroyed, though. Yeah, totally. You, your ship, uh, the foam runner, makes its way speedily through the water and heads out to the Thousand Isles. The captain and his crew are uh, keep to themselves. The one of the crew even mentions uh, uh, we were we were told to uh, uh, not uh, engage with you and leave you to your your designs, and they stay clear of you. And you think, Piercy, not an official order, but more of a scuttlebutt around the Long Pier district. There's some weird thing that none of them want to go into the crow's nest when you're on deck. There's some, <laughs> something, something's happened. You're not sure how, because everyone there was dead involved with it, but somehow the rumor has spread. Uh, the ship races fast. You pass by some islands way off in the distance. You pass by one that was a bay with two half sunken ships you dealt with months ago. Um, you continue to sail another day or two. Yaru, you can see it's still some distance. You can't see it, but when you look at your map, you know you could plot a course to an island that would be filled with undead. Uh, it's the greatest hits of the Thousand Isles that you continue <laughs> out west. Where you head further out west, reaching the uh far western section heading towards port rising and actually before you get there there's yet another uh, just a little bromance building between uh captain gregard and yaru and he starts talking uh oh yes i've 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 i've, I've dealt with the, the the great storm out there and you don't want to met and you start telling him uh, uh, you know yeah that's it's gone we, we took care of it. I took care of that storm and all the Yosoki on that island. I mean, I'm telling you, there's no one who can get in our way. Amazing. I've heard great things about you and you, <laughs> you continue to astound. Uh, but yeah. cannot stay at this island long. I continue to, to tell you. We, we don't have, have many weapons. Our mission is of the most importance. We do not wish to hinder. However, we do seek more allies in this region and hope to continue building the relationships though we are not diplomats i speak for myself of course i am but a prized fighter my companions especially the young gnome he is much more diligent in the ways of negotiation but i do not trust this minotaur john cartlin what do you know of him and his men, if anything at all? I know that he can be bargained with. He likes to think of himself as uh, a lord who can be negotiated and who is building something out here in the Isles, but I don't believe a word of it. I And we've seen this. Someone who's trying to connect with our king wouldn't be taking down our king's ships. And if I ever see this man or any ship flying his flag and I have the opportunity, I will send him to the bottom as quick as I can. I've lost too many, too many friends to his pirates. And of the, I, I am not sure if this is either a pirate thing or a stance of the minotaurs themselves, but 
Would he be one to accept a challenge by a single opponent, if called out? I don't know the, the man well enough to say. Very well. But I would say there's very little code with pirates. Indeed. We know it all too well. Well, I shall leave you to your planning. Uh, you guys race again. It is cold, so you stay below decks most of the time. The crew... Uh, oh, they're more like guidelines! Damn it! <laughs> Next the crew uh, chisels off ice every now and again, the, but the ships run really well. And uh, after some time, you hear a knock upon your group cabin, and uh, the captain is there and says, uh, Port Rising is uh, off on the horizon. We should be arriving within a few hours. Very good. Thank you. You uh, wish us to dock? Captain's name. I'm very sorry. Captain Regard. Regard. I'm sorry. That's right. You uh, wish us to, yeah. to dock at the pier as as usual. We will be flying the Navarran flags, or I can fly something more of a mercantile nature, although our ship doesn't look it physically. That's I don't something. expect we'll be here long, so I, I would say whatever makes it the easiest for you to stay safe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the king's flag. Yeah. Percy will go um, up into the crow's nest. All right. You see several crew members, <laughs> by the way, quickly go below deck and find some work <laughs> down there as the uh, foam runner closes in on the Port Rising, the Isle of Port Rising. This is the largest town in the Thousand Isles. It is a town perched on a steepish slope with a big mountain. You have been here once before and you approach the dock. You see there are very few ships, maybe just two here as the foam runner pulls in and uh, latches on to the dock. You guys disembark. Ew! It feels like just yesterday we were here. Does it? But Man, it was, that was a long day! So much has changed. You all seem to be masters of your situation. Yeah, taken to the ship and to the people and Everyone commands respect from you. I'm sure this journey will go smoothly. Hmm. You don't know yep. us very well. <laughs> you never say that! And break a leg. Ah, <laughs> uh, who wants to lead? I'll lead. Yeah, please. Please. Captain. It's a little early in the morning to be party ordering. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, um, I'm going through my notes here. Um, this isn't where the blood gypsy is though, is it? No. Okay. No, she's right over there. No. This is where John Cartlin is, where we yep. probably should have taken him out before. We need to find, are you talking this out loud? Yeah, we need, we need to find Kabong. Are we here to start a war? Um, we, the, this creature, this Jut Carland, is a pirate and has taken over Port Rising. We met him once before, and at that time we needed to avoid conflict. Um, and he didn't give he you is, leeway to do that. He is a great blight 
upon this land, and since we are here, we feel obligated to right the wrong of not disposing of his To which conclave, what are you again? The seventh? The fifth. uh, fifth. Fourth, third, something, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The seventh. Just seventh conclave. Once an enemy, always an enemy. Uh, Mm. Keep an eye out for you. So we go look for this John John Cartland. Indeed. Here's who wants to look for the tree that um, Mm. he found and chilled out on. Maybe come with us this time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You guys can see there are homes and shops that are uh, perched with thin little stilts that hang uh, off the sides of this uh, slanted uh, dark rock uh, mountain. Uh, It's got, again, everything's very ramshackle, very shoddily built. There is... There, the the stores are very infrequent. Like one general store, maybe one fishing tackle store down by the docks. There's a bunch of homes. Not a lot of people moving around. Uh, there's a, again light snow falling. It's a, a cold. There is a tavern, a single tavern here uh, called the One-Eyed Squid, and there are there's a, a single road that just winds up and up and snakes back and forth, heading all the way up to the top of the mountain this island is made of where that tree is somewhere up there Bali's trying to pay attention to the weather is it a heavy cold like it's uh like it's unnaturally cold make a nature or survival roll i'll make a nature roll because i'm pretty sure i don't have that i don't have my sheet up but i think i'm just an 11 so i will do that that is a natural one, and I will cease talking. <clears throat> okay. Takes his jacket off. <laughs> no, despite what it is, he stays just warm. He's just paying attention to something else now. All right. What are you seeking out here? Uh Oh, not me. Never mind. Do we, I mean. We're, we're going to the tree, right? Do we? Can we find the tree? It's a great elm tree. Let's what, let's talk about our plan first. What are, are we just yeah. going to go down there and start a war? Should we try to find Caban first? Yes, I thought she we seemed were... to have a plan for overthrowing her brother. And if there is anyone who should confront him, it should be her. We must see if she is still alive. Where do What's, we even start looking for her, though? This this tavern could be yeah, a good one of first the, step. One of the three she's places been here, which is what best. There's no, it's, it's not like this is a huge place. If she's been here, she's somebody in the tavern would probably have seen her. It's not a minotaur you see every day, especially... If there's two in the same place. Yes, we just need to say female Minotaur and it should be pretty. Female obvious. Minotaur! I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go in. <laughs> and uh, Palik will go into this tavern. I don't remember the name. One-Eyed Squid. One-Eyed Squid. 
All right, you go into the one-eyed squid. Uh, there you see there are th- uh, some bouncers, bored-looking bouncers at the door. They are uh, armored ogres with a gnome uh, who kind of guides them, and he stands oh. up and kind of gets in the way. And he says, uh, what? I don't, I don't recognize you. You're, you're, you're not from around here. Wait, maybe I do recognize. Do I recognize you? I don't think so. Make a deception roll minus two, please. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Uh, 29. 29. He seems slightly convinced. What's what's your business here? You're not stirring up any trouble. No weapons or armor are allowed inside, nor packs, nor uh, nor any of those wizard staffs, he says, pointing at Sildren's uh, and and Xander's staff. Piercy walks up to the gnome. You say it's a gnome? Yes. Piercy walks up to this gnome and using quick coercion, um, he says, ah, hey, uh, uh, we, we've been around here, and uh, we know who you are, and we're not scared of you, but you also, I know you know who we are, too, and we know who who they are, and they know who we are, and then them over there, they know them, and the, <laughs> they know who them, and... and Why are, are you contradicting me? and dropping. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, quick coercion. Make a intimidation roll, please. Right. He also reminded that we're here for Jabrash. Uh, twenty-four, twenty-four. <laughs> no modifiers. He says, uh, "Larry." Daryl, Daryl, over here. And the ogres come shambling over. I don't take any kind of threats from uh, a little a mouse like you. Now hey. you're, 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 you're banned from the store. From the tavern. You're out. I, I don't think I heard you. No, 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 you heard him. It's fine. You heard him. Go. You go around. You'll find we're going to, we'll take care of this. Peep and I, no friend. Okay, Pe- Pierce goes around. Pierce goes around to the back of the tavern. <laughs> uh, outside, you're going around to the rear of the tavern, you yeah. understand? Okay. I don't know if uh, you remember this hair, but like, I'm Xander. We came here before. We, t- we hung out. We talked. We went to Sandra Branch. He got us to go into the pit fights. This is Yaru. This is Master Yaru right here, the champion fighter. Uh, well, yeah, I kind of remember that. You're not getting in with any weapons, and I don't know if I want to let any of you in. Yaru yeah, leans no, forward. We're not here for, for weapons at all. I'm looking for another fight for this guy. He and I work together, and we're trying to get in to get with your race. Also, we're trying to find uh, Cabal around here. Have you seen her in here? Cabal isn't here. <laughs> nope. Has she been around lately? It's been a while. She kind of nope. owes me some money, if you know what I mean. You're pretty nosy, if you know what I mean. I don't think I like you very much. Come on, we're gnomes. We always like each other at least a little. That's what we tell them. 
but not necessarily <laughs> us. <laughs> we know we hate each other. <laughs> you know and... what I had? I forgot to shake your hand. Again, I'm Xanner. And Xanner hands him a platinum. He takes the platinum and starts to chew on it and seems hesitant. And then a voice calls out from the corner of the bar, an old voice that I will do my best for. It's it's okay. They're 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 fine. They're with me. And you see an old woman by the name of Fiel there waving you guys in. And he says, all right, Fiel, but no weapons. And he the, he and the ogres demand your weapons and packs. And what else? Wizard staffs are left laying against the wall. Um, Polik would have liked to have dropped all of her weapons into her bag of holding. Done. While he was distracted by Fiel, you quickly drop your weapons into the bag. And one other person's as well. Ooh. Uh, we'll go with the new guy because everybody else is self-sufficient and uh, Piercy got 86. All right, Bali, he opens up this weird satchel and motions for you to quickly toss your hammer you're in there. It's, like it's that all uh, right, scene friend. from Aliens with Fasky, like whenever they're uh, by the incinerators and they have to hand in their weapons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hammer disappears in and you guys uh, go inside, watched by this uh, gnome carefully. You see there is a uh, a U-shaped bar with uh, a uh, strange bartender with a squid-like head and a device around for breathing. And he kind of watches you. And there's a separate side area where there was some fighting going on in a grotto, but it's uh, quiet. No one's down there right now. There's no music going on, and there's just a few other people in here. And Fiel sees you, and she has you all sit down and uh, it's 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 good to see you all. I, I I swore you were dead. You've been gone so long. It's what good happened? to see you too, friend. We were uh, delayed. Yeah, delayed for many many months. It looks like you've lost one of your own, but I I think that's pretty good because I I still have his magic yurt, and I don't didn't want to give it back. Oh, Pierce that's... snuck in through the back yet. <laughs> you have not snuck in through the back yet. No, I think I think that he would want you to keep it. <laughs> oh, in his honor, I, I will right keep about it. Though we're gonna need a magical yurt as we go to Ivorod. Yeah, you know, just, he, like, he, we, we did. Feel uh, we we did lose someone, but it, it wasn't our little Yosoki friend. It was Sir Brenros. The old knight. The knight. He was. He was a good man. He was the best of us. I'm sorry to hear that. Speaking of good people, where where is our friend Kabon? Kabon. She has been killed or or imprisoned by her brother. She. She made a, a move and committed, and I paid a price myself. She points to a gash all the way down her left arm. And thankfully, 
Lord Jencartlin found it fitting that my efforts were foolish of an old woman and he didn't have me killed. But several people and myself and Cabal made an attempt uh, uh, to take over and it was not to be. I didn't see her fate, uh, but this was the price I paid. So yeah. sorry. That's terrible. We wish to end the threat of Jack Cartland, and so to then avenge. Kabat. Uh, Kabat. You do? You can't. I. I would say that is stupid and foolish to anyone but you. I've seen what you can do before. Is there anybody you know that could aid us in this? I know of one soul. You were looking at her. I've got a little pull, and I think I might be able to come up with some sort of lie to get me access to his hidden uh, lair. But uh, if... I don't want to go down there. Uh, if we could arrange something where you are, I, I don't know if you remember, there's some s weird ogres that come up and they yeah. maneuver this tree around. I, if I can arrange this uh, and find you and send word and have you somehow be there hidden and then I can gain access, but then I run away and go hide on some big, invulnerable dinghy I assume you brought with you and you can take me off this island and when I run away you then go on down that would be my plan we have brought another ship but it is not the dinghy well I will say a prayer for that crew then but I would love oh. to <laughs> I would love to uh, come aboard if, if that's alright you, you can and uh Piercy, or fucking Piercy, Palik will write out a note uh, to the captain uh, granting her access to the ship. All right. Captain to captain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She says, then uh, you can stay here or I can meet you on your ship. Uh, give me... How, how soon can you arrange us this, this to happen? Uh, give, me, of... give me an hour. Should Great. we go? We know where this tree is. Should we go up there and hide? Yes. Okay. No, don't do that. No, wait here or on your ship for me to send word. Very good. Well, we will be on the ship. We do not need to linger here any longer than necessary. You don't linger longer? Um, I don't know, Bali, is there any concern that this woman might, but you don't know her, that might betray the group? Because she mm -hmm. seems very mysterious, maybe. Every, everything has been, uh, with Bali, it has been, uh, they know what they're doing, people respond to them, they know what they're doing, so Bali is just, what, if this is a friend of theirs, he's, he's watching. All Can't right. wait to see that dream come a-crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> You you're, didn't know what you were doing you're stirring this the pot whole here, damn time? <laughs> I'm just waiting. 
you guys head back to the ship. It is cold. It rocks. You try and stay warm. And about 45 minutes later, Fiel comes uh, running down and says, uh, I've I've uh, got word of some uh, of, a, of a ship that's pulled up into harbor and I know of a way on board and I know all the secrets to it. And I would uh, gladly pass it on to uh, uh, Junk Hartland's uh, second. And I've got uh, permission to, to head on down. Perfect. At, at sunset, so in a couple hours. <laughs> What's the name of this ship that's going to be in harbor? Uh, she looks around, a, f- a foam runner. Oh, you are... Okay. That's that's a, that's our ship. Yeah. That's the one that we we came in on. It sure is. Well, that's the one I'm 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 sending up to uh, John Cartlin for a for a tidy fee, or so he thinks. So meet me uh, at the tree at sunset, and I will be racing back here before the sun is fully gone, and leave you to your designs. Uh, let's warm the captain mm-hmm. of, of, of everything. Uh, yeah. Hmm? <clears throat> this this right. uh, John Cartland must have really made you all mad. He, oh, I, I hate him so much. He's a pirate and a bad, bad actor in every way. He is hey. a vile. <laughs> <laughs> Would you allow uh, an older dwarf to impart some wisdom your way? No. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course. I've got I'm my listening. macrame I can do. I just sit over here. This Are you going to tell us to forget this? This world of Varen? Yes. <laughs> this world of Varen is full of evil people. That I know. I've seen many of them. And I've seen their kind come and go. These People, they pirate and do their, oh, it's so dirty here. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you this, the greater evil that I see is what you had all seen before, taking your companion. A dragon does not care for whoever owns this island or whoever runs the city. It will cover it all in ice. Now, I know you have enemies. I, I don't deny you that. But keep this in mind. The ice grows thicker, and the nights will grow longer. So when you're drawing blood from your enemies, know that that takes time away from what we should be doing. You're all friends. You're my friends. I back you in everything that you do. But I impart this wisdom in the Stone Father, and for all the peoples of Ren, I would hate to lose you in a silly battle. And yes, you've lost friends, you've been wronged, but just take some part in these words. If you still feel strongly, I will stand to your side. That's all I say. Oh, now I'm conflicted. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sildren sends a telepathic message to Yaru. Damn it. <laughs> I hate this dwarf. <laughs> He's good. Oh my God, he's good. <laughs> I did. I did make a promise to a friend. Are you saying this? Yeah. To, to fulfill this. And if that friend might be still alive, she may not. Perhaps she is a captive of this creature. And if she is, she is in far worse condition than when we found her. Now I'll say this also. The Stone Father looks after family and friends. And if you've made a bond, then there's no denying it. If this is the way to deal with it, then I would support you. And you'd have the Stone Father's blessing. Minotaur's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is uh, getting towards sunset. You've uh, you've let the captain know what to expect. You gear up and head up the mountain that uh, you. Yeah, you've got some good climbers, particularly the cat, and I think someone else has got some decent climbing as well. With some assistance, you don't take the normal route because there's only one winding way, and you climb up, you use a little bit of ropes, helping each other up. Uh, Bali, what's your athletic skill at? Just so I have some idea. I can't tell you right off the sheet because I don't have access to the VTT, but oh, right. I can tell you that I am untrained, uh, but I am uh, unimprovised, so it should be my level plus the roll, so um, 11. Okay. Uh, then yeah, you're able to, uh, with some difficulty, you're able to make it up and you guys make it up to the top where there is this great tree that uh, just is just hanging, not hanging there, but just squat and sitting there. It's very tall. It's got lots of uh, wickery twisting vinage uh, that looks, uh, looks cold, but the snow doesn't cling to this tree at all, by the way. And you wait and you see Fiel is standing next to the tree, looking uncomfortable and kind of looking around nervously a little bit. And as she does so, there is a uh, a, a whip-like sound and can see uh, two more uh, ogres climbing their way up the path heading to this great uh, elm tree. There's a slaver that is whipping them and he has a big 60-foot chain uh, with some big thick metal barbs that are running through it that has some couple loops on it and he starts dragging that around one tree. He asks for Friel's help. She shakes her head no and he curses at her and wraps it around another tree tree. The ogres just look kind of sad and just wait as these barbed chains are wrapped around. And then he uh, s snaps his whip and he's just like, Paul! Paul! 
are you fools? And the ogres pull and pull, and they the, the chains dig into the tree, and uh, brown sap drips from the cuts that the serrated metal uh, digs into the tree. The tree then makes a deep howl you have heard once before, and uh, the branch-like arms extend uh, out and down as they do so with the slaver facing away from the tree and moving his ogres 50, 60, 70 feet to tighten even more. Uh, uh, Instead of being scooped up by these uh, branch-like arms, Fiel just starts running away full speed as her old legs will take her and starts running down the path where the slaver just came from. That's speed, Fiel. Are the slaver, uh, is he distracted at all by her running? Uh, no, he doesn't even see her. He's still just getting his guys to go, and the ogres are just howling, annoyed. It's cold. Uh, Vital Beacon obviously has been cast before now. Okay. So, um... wait for your signal, Pleak. Let's and, go. All right. Let's go. go I think mean? it's going to take too long. Hmm. I'm assuming like the lift is at the top or where where do we use the lift? There is no lift. You may not remember it. The lift is the arms of this tree. And these arms are kind of slowly scraping at ground where people or cargo should be. And this sightless tree can find nothing. And it's just, just making this oh. kind of uh, weird, frustrated, painful noise. Let's, let's go down. And our search rushing in. All right. The group runs and sprints out from behind black boulders, racing across towards the tree. And uh, you guys race over to it. You start to get in the way. The tree then grabs several of you with one hand and several of you with the other, with the big uh, scoops. Bali has to dive into a hand section and start forcing his way in as the roots of the tree start to Separate and which the ground starts to open up and create an opening before the tree and the branches make this uh, uh, extending wood uh, snapping brittle sound as the arms of extend down and down and down and you are all lowered down including Shunta we cannot forget the wolf right down into uh, this lower hidden section where the pirate king resides As you are dropped into this lower chamber, there are a few guards that are protecting it. And as you are dropped in, the roots above re- uh, connect above and reweave together, cutting off light. You can just see light from some lanterns and torches here. And there are a couple of these guards that kind of l- get off from the wall, see you are not Fiel, and several of them, their eyes get really big upon seeing you once again. These people who have been warned that you might return, but this was months ago, and are shocked to see you once again in, and the two of the guards almost in unison say, uh, oh no, and they draw their weapons. You can see some spell 
spells are even being cast. They charge at you and we have a battle on our hands and we will stop there for tonight, everyone. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is very interesting. We have a new character on board, which is so exciting. Uh, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye, guys.